that music takes me back what about you guys i it takes me back to uh to the the days of the early 90s with uh richard wilkins yeah i reckon people our age um or our generation that that grew up in australia saw mtv in a very different way to what the Mm. americans did channel 9 1987 that launched wow god jesus yeah i remember it was like it was late was it like late friday nights late friday and saturday nights yes hosted by richard wilkins but it started off richard wild it was richard wild when he started and transitioned to richard wilkins wow through but fucking hell i take offense at the way you put the reflection (laughs) on that uh (laughs) on that particular word on that word just then (laughs) and i'm i don't care i'm fuck this I'm breaking. I'm breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> I did not hear the the MTV music. Do you, do you just want you us just to do a rendition of it? And it's like a little astronaut placing a flag on on the moon. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I remember yeah. the I remember the video. Yeah. Visual. I don't remember the song. Well, yeah, we just did it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was originally rated PGR. Do you remember that rating? PGR, Parental Guidance Recommended. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. I used to watch it for the oh, AO P- episodes. Yes, AO. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always girls on girls and Rio those kind of Duran Duran music videos with the boobies. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good memories. <laughs> so I remember that's, that's you said to buy the green guide. Mm. To, get, to get the age for the green guide because that would tell you. Mm-hmm. TV Week never told you the, the, the rating. Because it was published ahead of time probably too far. It would no, Well, they, they'd give you the rating. They would say AO, oh. but they wouldn't tell you why. Oh, the consumer the green, advice. The green guide would go yeah. strong sex scenes and you're like, <laughs> Watch not to be one. missed. <laughs> My tutor. <laughs> yeah. But 87 was a year for it because that's when Rage and Video Hits also launched. But Wow. Um, Look which one lasted the distance. That's it. Funnily yeah. enough, it's the one that wasn't based on a magazine. Or the other way, or had a magazine. <laughs> yeah, components. Yeah. It wasn't or, an adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's original. Totally. Still going, still going today. How are you guys going? Great, yeah, doing doing pretty well. Ready for another one? Certainly. All right. Hey, everybody, it's uh, Glenn here from Good Movie Monday. Opposite me is Ben Helwig. How are you, mate? I just said good. <laughs> <laughs> this is this, didn't this happen last week? You are, didn't we do? This yeah, that's we right. did it three yeah, or four yeah, yeah. times. Yeah, I'm keeping, I heard I'm, that. I'm, 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 I heard that. Making yeah. sure you're on the ball, mate. I was actually looking at your DVD collection, not paying attention to anything you were saying. But okay, oh, good. Um, well, I'm good. That is why I asked that's you again. <laughs> He's doing much better since you gave him that. You know that what? Like how how high is that? That's about four four inches. Would you say? Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny. And, he, and there is literally his paws left, like his, his lower <laughs paws, like I, I'm back, like, back I'm, legs. I'm like Rasheen Connedy on, on every episode of 8 out of 10 Cats does Countdown, and she brings in food as her mascot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Are you actually going to eat it? She's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, jumping out from behind his weekly segment and onto the desk is Jared Garn. Hello. I'm good too again, Glenn. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm okay. not even going to ask. I was going to get, yeah. What? Did you do your segment as well? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm gonna, gonna no, I'm going to do it live. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to do it off off the top of my head as well because, like, admittedly, I've put so much effort into rewatching the films we're going to talk about that I did <laughs> not really look what was coming out this week. Do so. you find it funny yeah. when people put effort into this show? Well, well I watch the movies though. 
<laughs> I didn't say I did any research. Glenn doesn't. <laughs> no, none at all. No, I the love funny, it. The I love thing that. Is, is that is Glenn doesn't actually watch the movies, yeah. but his reviews are all like thoughtful and like thought yeah. out. Yeah. I watch them and then just spit out a bunch of garbage <laughs> yeah. when yeah. I actually talk about them. Like, <laughs> uh, I feel good in my tummy when I watched it. Is that enough? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I don't need to tell people where to find the podcast because they've already found it if they're listening, but it is available on all platforms. So there's that. So if you are maybe a, an iTunes listener, you can yeah. jump across to Spotify. Yeah. yeah. You can... It's on Amazon now too, isn't it? Yeah. It's everywhere. Say, I'm shocked. I think the only place it's not, is it not on Podbean or anymore or something? No, it's on Podbean. There's, <laughs> there's, or Stitcher or something. There's one of them I went to, right? And I tell oh, you, no. it hasn't been updated since... It has been. It has been. It was iTunes. iTunes. Yes, it was iTunes. There was a glitch in the matrix, and right, it was not for lack of trying. Ben and I were discussing it for ages, and we finally found it, and it's fixed. Sweet. Not only is it updated with all the audio and and episodes, the artwork is updated, so it's no no longer the old one. And Sean, (laughs) (laughs) that's right. Wow. But of course, uh, we are on all the social media platforms. You know, specifically Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. But Ben's favorite platform is. TikTok because he dabs, he twerks, and he's known to do the worm. <laughs> there's a, there's a visual a visual cons- <laughs> component to his response right now, which is m- mildly amusing. It's good. It's yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to dab. <laughs> Wait till I pony and nay nay, and then uh, Willow. I'm going to Willow Smith it up. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some dank moves. Watch yeah. me work, work. Well, the reason she does, you know how she does that whipping her hair back and forth? Yes. It's, it's, to, av- yep. it's to avoid her father's slaps. Slaps. <laughs> Makes right. sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Exactly yep. right. <laughs> She's naughty. She's a naughty girl. Is it also to show off that long mane to her mother? Oh, yeah. Just to rub it in. <laughs> rub it in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I tell you, when, when I was a kid, my, like, so, I don't know, I can't, I don't know how old my How, how many years will go back now? <laughs> yeah. But when I was a kid, I used to mercilessly make fun of my father for being bald. Likewise, <laughs> likewise, yeah. And, uh, yep. you know, it's now it's happened, but I would constantly, <laughs> like, I'd just walk past him all the time, just running yes. my hands through me and go, oh, my hair just keeps getting in, getting in my eyes. <laughs> constantly getting in my eyes, like, oh. It's terrible. So you, much hair. You, <laughs> he was way more subtle about it. I literally, when I was angry, I'd be like, yo, bald bastard. <laughs> and then I'd give him Christmas cards and even, oh, Easter was better because I'd always shape his head like an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd always give him cards that played on him but like being the, bald. The big hollow ones, so you do the, yeah. cr- the crackles, the kind of <laughs> crackleture. Well, this yeah. this is an yeah. Easter episode, essentially. Is, because yeah. uh, So thank you for tying it in because I, I was not going to do that. But um, that's slow karma. What you were just describing. Yeah, That's right. I, knew, I mean, look, no, I, I was aware that I was going to have a problem when I was 12 <laughs> and the hairdresser went, with un, unasked, <laughs> un, unbreathed, the hairdresser goes, goes, ah, don't worry about it, mate. You're never going to go bald. Like, you're so much hair here. And as soon as he said that, I was like, like, I'm oh. fucked. <laughs> Where's the closest wooden thing that yeah. I can knock on right now? <laughs> it was like, and he unzipped his fly and he said, here it is, Ben. And I willingly did it. I'll take a a shot in the mouth for a free haircut. (laughs) (laughs) The unwritten rule of hairdressing. (laughs) Well, I'm stoked for this episode because we are talking about MTV movies, and that's to say movies produced and or distributed by MTV Entertainment Studios. If this sounds familiar, it's because we've had this episode before, just very early on in in the whole uh, scheme of things. Was I on that episode? I don't think so. Maybe you were. Yeah, I can't remember. But we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're just not going to... We, we probably didn't go into yeah. it as deep as we probably yeah, will today. True. But um, special guest for this particular show is uh, an interview with Party Boy himself, Chris Pontius from Jackass. 
And Jackass Forever is, I think, hitting home entertainment this week. It is. It we'll is. Find on out Blu-ray about Blu-ray and DVD. There you go. That's so all what? I know that's coming out this what? week, so we can skip that segment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What, what better excuse to talk about MTV movies? Because Jackass has basically become the poster child for MTV movies. Um, but anyway, keep listening because we do also have the weekly segments from Guillermo Troncoso from Screen Realm and the Boneheads from Bonehead Weekly in Kentucky. But uh, Jarrett, I guess this is the perfect time to hand it over to you, mate. Uh, feel free, live at the desk. What's coming out? <laughs> well, like I said, I, I watched the movies for the podcast this week. <laughs> I didn't do too much research with regards to what's coming out this week, but I can tell you Jackass Forever. Wow. The fourth installment in the Go Jackass figure. franchise is hitting home and on Blu-ray and DVD, courtesy of Universal Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. And I dare say there's another massive release that's hitting home entertainment this week, but for the life of me, I can't remember what it is. Do you know, Glenn? Would it be Wormwood? Oh, yes, Wormwood Apocalypse. That's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. It's got a bunch of special features. There's a commentary and some featurettes on there. And I feel like there's another title, but I can't remember. King Richard? No, that's already been in Gone, mate. That, that came out on DVD, remember? They only released it in <laughs> SD <laughs> because uh, Roadshow <laughs> didn't approve of Will's antics at the Oscars. Well, is no. it, this, is, this is the PE class where we're... Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you about some MTV movies <laughs> if you're interested. Like Jackass Forever. You know, I've never seen a Jackass movie. Not one. I've seen them wow. all theatrically bar Jackass Forever. Hold that the thought. One. Hold that thought because you're preempting a conversation that's coming up. But right. Is that all we've got for home entertainment? Yeah, look, I think we should just concentrate on the MTV movies. <laughs> 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 I think I, you know, I just... Yeah, I just didn't... Uh, I didn't do the research. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. We've actually gone around and uh, told each other the movies that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. yeah. And there was a joke in the thread that no one was going to talk about Varsity Blues. Yes. Maybe we should just talk about Varsity Blues. Well, I mean, I, 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 I may have something teed up for that as well. <laughs> wow. All right, then. Have you got an interview with that actor that played the chubby boy? He's dead. Oh. Is he dead? Yeah, I think he died. Like, he lost all the weight, oh, got skinny, Jesus, and then died. Wow, that's a down ending if there was one. Fucking hell, that's just proof that doctors are, doctors ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, but yet the guy from My Name is Earl and Mallrats, he lives on. Ethan Suppley. Yes. Suppley. Yeah. yeah, he's looking Who's great Who's in Dog, days. the new Channing Tatum movie. Oh, he's is he? Yes. I watched that again the other night. Yeah. That's right. He's he, yeah, he's in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, quickly, that's, that's quickly. available on home entertainment. Yeah, a little bit of cross-promotion real quick. Um, the Wormwood coming out. Yes. So everyone can hit up our website, goodmoviemonday.com, and check out my interview with uh, Kia Roche-Turner. That's, Yes. That's definitely worth doing. It picked up the uh, best Australian film at Monster Fest last year as well. So I can uh, thoroughly recommend checking that one out. Oh, I remembered another one. Oh, yeah. Kenneth Branagh's Belfast. That's also coming out. And it's probably warrants a mention because this one was nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards and Universal have seen fit to actually release it on DVD and Blu ray. So there you go. I knew there was a big title, and that's the one. It is a big one. It's a good one, too. I haven't seen it. I really want to see it, though. Is, I know it's in black and white. Is it in 4.3 as well, or...? No, it's... Okay. It's, it's, um, it's not a Zack Snyder production, it's, then. But it's got, yeah. it's got um, colour in it. There is colour in yeah. it. Oh, okay, yeah. At the start. They, right. Because the movie starts with a montage of, of Ireland today. Modern, modern Ireland. Yeah, right, right, and right. And then it, it, goes over, it goes over a wall, and then turns black and white. Like everything, and it's because I'm pretty sure that in the foreground and stuff is still color until it hits that wall. Clever, yeah. and clever. Then it goes back into the past. And yeah, like the... Pleasantville or something. Yeah, yeah. It integrates it. Very nice. Yeah. So I will have to see it because um, yeah, I love anything to do with Ireland. I respect Kenneth Branagh as a filmmaker, and this feels like he's actually going back and doing something proper, not just another one of these totally. Agatha Christie 
or it's personal. Jack Ryan. It's personal because they were Wild yeah. Wild West. So yeah. Oh, Jesus it's, Christ. It's, it's yeah. autobiographical. Yeah. So. Yeah, all right. Okay, yeah. cool. No, definitely. It's on the list. All righty. Shall we move on? Um, before we do, do you know who's on next week's show? Okay. Uh, no. Ben I, does, but you, you no. don't. Well, <laughs> I can just throw some guesses out there. Well, go on. Have, have, have two guesses. I have no idea. Okay. No, you do. I'm gonna, you fucking I'm gonna, do. I'm going to go for timing and think of something that's key that's coming out in theatres or coming out on home entertainment think, that's going to tie in with that. Think Melbourne Horror Film Society. Oh, Dave Law. No. Mel, Melzy Ma- Beg. No. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Henderson again. <laughs> We've got no. the master of horror himself, Brian Usner, on the show. Shit, that's oh. awesome. Yeah. Well, you, you act surprised. You're going to be doing uh, the interview with me. Is this because is this <laughs> Melbourne Horror Film Society doing a screening of Society? Yeah. Ah, makes sense. Usner, that's terrific. And finally, this guy gets to talk shunting. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to be talking boobs. With the master of yep. shunting. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Just don't make the mistake, Ben, of thinking he directed the first reanimator. No. Just two and three. <laughs> and he did From Beyond. Oh, that yeah. was Stuart Gordon as well, wasn't that it? That was Stuart Gordon, but he did... He did the um, Dentist. Did he do Faust, Love of the Dead? We Faust. sure did. Yeah, yep, yeah. that was a great one. You know I love that. That's a great one. Damn yeah, he's straight. done a lot of cool shit. Yep. And Beneath? Did he do Beneath or was it Below? No, that was David Tui, but he did... Um, he did Beneath? What lies but no no um no, that, yeah. Beneath Still Harris- Waters with Harrison oh, Ford yeah, yeah, and cool, Michelle cool. Pfeiffer. Yes. <laughs> no, Beneath Still Waters, which is a similar film. Yeah, yeah. He's got like uh, Return Epic. to Living Dead Three. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And produce this is the thing. Like it's going to be very hard for us. How do I go from discussing shunting to the upcoming uh, sequel to Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Uh, I'm positive there's going to be a shunting in the Honey I Shrunk <laughs> 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 with Josh Gad. Like yeah. that's how it starts. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Josh, Josh Gad is just an amalgamation of about 20, 20 of his kids. He's the product of a shunt. <laughs> yeah. He's the yeah. He's a shunt shard. Every yeah. everyone that he's had on his uh, you know, video podcast is what do you whatever you call that, a vlog, I don't know. Becomes part of him. Do you remember when podcasts used to be like they would always you'd have the two versions? There'd be the audio and the video yes. part. And you yes. could get them on, on iTunes on the iPod. Yeah, yeah. It was like a big deal. And, and usually yeah, the audio the one was a little tighter because they'd remove yeah. all the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Joe Rogan still does it though, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Yeah. He does a lot of um, snippets. He does snippets a lot of fifteen-minute yeah. clips, yeah. which is smart. We should do that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah. we could. Yeah. Where's the camera though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Ben doesn't like that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't care for it. <laughs> then people will know that I have bigger boobs than any of the boobs that I talk about. Well, <laughs> you should wear the GoPro and it's just, you're just wearing like, yeah, it. So right. it's it's Ben's perspective the entire time. Ben Cam. Been, why does he keep turning, like he keeps no. looking away when other no, people are talking? No, but it's facing you. <laughs> it's facing you with the fisheye lens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about MTV movies this week, um, it all began with Joe's Apartment, 1996. Yes. That was the first MTV movie production, although... Beavers and Butthead to America was in production at the time. Yep. So yep. they were the first two. But let's do some facts about Joe's apartment before we get on to recommendations. Blue Sky Studios were behind the animation on that one. Oh, wow. First thing they ever did. Wow. And because, and they're, for people listening, they're the people behind Ice Age and Robots mm. and Rio and things like that. But because 20th Century Fox was so impressed with what they were doing, they pretty much put them on the payroll and Incredible. launched a new thing. And of course, they eventually just got handed over to Disney with the whole scheme of yeah. world domination. Yeah, of course. Yep. Uh, some voices of the cockroaches in Joe's apartment because it is about uh, an apartment full of cockroaches that talk to their their landlord or tenant. Mm. Uh, Billy West, that's kind of obvious, I think. Dave Chappelle was a voice of a cockroach. Yeah, right. And Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, right. I'm very disappointed that uh, John Leguizamo wasn't at least 200 of them. 
Yeah, I know. Well, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a perfect error. What is it you're trying to say about the Latino community? Well, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, was trying to, I was talking about the quality Did of it. John LaGuardia's <laughs> 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 voice work. And you went and took it in a weird direction. It was the only uh, feature-length movie that the director, John Payson, ever made. Wow, incredible. Like, it was one of those... I don't know if it got a theatrical release here in Australia, but I remember the minute it hit video, because I saw it on the back of comic books a ton of times. So by the time it hit video, I had to rent it immediately. And seeing Jerry O'Connell, and I think it was like the first thing I'd seen O'Connell in since really childhood since from remember. Since he was remember. a fat little kid. Yeah, absolutely. It totally and was. He'd, he'd lost all the weight and was like sort of like a, you know, I guess a handsome male lead. He definitely was. Yeah. I mean, very few movies reek of 1990s as much as that one mm -hmm. anyway let's get into some recommendations um how do we go from joe's apartment to your first recommendation ben <laughs> has it got john linguizamo in it no unfortunately <laughs> not and it's a weird one because it's <laughs> i was reading the reviews of it of the critics of, at the time and now i'm watching it going well i'm definitely not the target audience for this film <laughs> but i love it and i don't care what anyone says yeah i'm going to talk about 2002's crossroads <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're it's talking. Like, I watched 1986 Crossroads with <laughs> Ralph Macchio. <laughs> no, I didn't. Very I, similar. Yeah. They, there Very is, good film. There is a music competition at the end of this film. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And the you know the soul of the main characters is up for grabs. So very similar. Very similar. Tell us what the title means. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, is there I a proverbial crossroads? I assume it. Yeah. Does it directly? Correlate with the hit single from the movie, not not a girl, not yet a woman, or whatever it was. It does. Well, that's the you're at the crossroads of adolescence and adulthood. And yeah, she, they have to make a, the decision about whether they're going to be friends, and uh, are they going to do what their parents want them to do, or are they going to chart their own course in life? Tell well, us it all didn't about work it. out so well for Britney Spears, did it? Her parents charted her life up until about a year ago. <laughs> now she's finally having a third child because she's out of the conservatorship, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And she's flashing her boobs on the internet. Yes, yes. A lot. Well, I suppose she's got. A, she's giving herself. She's bringing back the hand bra right. that Janet <laughs> yeah. Jackson made famous. <laughs> and they her uh, hands. And they are they her? Yeah, they're her hands. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't the Janet Jackson one like someone else's hands coming from behind? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I feel it is. Michael's. Yeah. She needed that at the Super Bowl, <laughs> but Justin Timberlake wasn't willing to do it, which is weird correlation because Britney Spears and Justin. And Justin, they would have been going at around this time. So, yeah, 2002, it was directed by uh, Tamara Davis. Yes. Who, oh, my God. Tamara yes. Davis directed this. Yeah. Who made awesome. some of my all-time favorite. Only uh, you and I get excited about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> Film CB4, yep. Billy Madison. Uh, yes. <laughs> Although I disagree with the ping, all the ping, that ping subplot in Billy Madison where he defends the nerd. O'Doyle Yeah, no, no, the, no, 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 the the, oh, if being your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> uh, half baked, and she got fired from Bad Girl. Oh, half baked. Things, for is being, it the Western? The Western. Yeah, yeah. right, right. It was the, the studio were uncomfortable with how feminist it was going to be. Wow. I thought that was the whole point of the yeah. film. <laughs> totally, I thought totally that, was. that was the angle. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Drew Barrymore and. Some of the other cast was very upset. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Sam Elliott hated that one. Did he? Yeah. That makes sense. They were yeah. wearing chaps the whole time. Yeah, but they weren't fluffy. <laughs> they, were, they, they were too fluffy. Too fluffy. Yeah, of course. Fluffy, of yeah. course. But funnily enough, this movie was written by Shonda Rhimes. Who? Shonda Rhimes. The... <laughs> He's so excited about that. And we're oh, like, what? Know. And we're like, Tamara Davis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, so, Buster well, Rhimes. <laughs> no, Shonda Rhimes, who created Grey's Anatomy. and ah. She's like one of the most powerful women in show right. business at the moment. Shondaland, it's a Shondaland production. No, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> 
Uh, Heather we're, we're, we're you lost a, me a at Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about? Is it? Uh, so stars Britney Spears. Like it's an all-star cast. Mm. Like now, yeah. At the time true. they were just kind of coming up. So Britney Spears, uh, Zoe Saldana, Taryn Manning, Anson Mount, Justin Long, aka Warren Cheswick. Oh, Justin Long's in uh, it. He's he's uh, Britney Spears' uh, nerdy boyfriend at the oh, time. I the remember film. the trailer. Now was he fixing a car or something? Is he trying to fix a car at no, one point? Uh, Dan Aykroyd is uh, plays oh, her okay. father, and he's. How do you mix Dan Aykroyd up with Justin Long? I was just before, think, I might have been thinking of a music <laughs> oh, video or something. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan that at all. Justin Long, sweet. Um, and but so basically, it's like these. It's the movie is about these three friends. They who were who were friends when they were like. Um, in primary school, I guess. Mm. And they go out one night and they bury a box of their dreams. And the plan is that they're going to come back when they graduate high school, open it up. Yep. And it's like a time capsule type thing. As they've grown up, they have grown apart. They right. all kind of hate each other now. Sounds like now and then. Yeah, I didn't like but that yeah. one. No. I wanted to like that movie. Or even uh, Yeah, Sisterhood of Travelling Pants. Haven't seen no, it No, they yet. all like each other all the Do way they? through. Okay. Yeah. They wear the same jeans. Do they really? Is that yeah. if that's the thing? They share genes. They made a sequel, didn't they? Like getting yeah. vag yeah. grease all over each other. Jesus. Do you, on, just on a side note, do you remember when I sent you that Gumtree listing? That person trying to sell Badge. fifty copies of Divine Sisters, Divine Sisterhood pants wearing people. Never. And then they're selling fifty copies of it. And I sent it to a bunch of people, going, "How often does this happen? I feel like just buying it because <laughs> it's like fifty copies." It feels like they made an offering, but it's yeah, not Jerry yeah. Maguire. It's true. Yeah, exactly. Never, never have we needed a female at the desk more than right now. Yeah, but we're talking about a girly movie, so keep going. It's true. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so they all come together. They've all they've grown apart. Um, Taryn Manning is now pregnant. Zoe Saldana is one of the popular girls, and Britney Spears is the kind of nerdy valedictorian. She's not really a nerd because she still looks like Britney Spears. Mm. She still wears tight clothes. Does she wear a pair of glasses though? She does wear yeah, a pair of glasses. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. It's a telltale But song. she just looks like Britney Spears and this is Britney Spears at her peak. Mm. Didn't she wear that in the Baby Baby or whatever it was video? Uh, when she's a schoolgirl. Maybe. When she's a schoolgirl in the schoolgirl uniform. When she was uniform, strutting she's got down the, the lockers and she's got yeah. those glasses on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, typecast. Um, no, ca- no Catholic schoolgirl outfit in this okay. film. She's just wearing normal people. Clothes. That's a shame. Um, Is she wearing the same pants that her friends wore? <laughs> Are they passing them about? I think so. Hmm. Okay. Well, Although she's hmm. makes know, sense. It, Sisterhood of the Stanky Pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does remind me of that. Every time I watch it, I think of that story about Redman and. Uh, I, the other I don't know if I've heard this Buster, story. Is it Buster Rhymes and Redman? It's someone in Redman, and they're doing a photo shoot with Britney Spears, and like you can see in the, in the like the, and I think it was like for MTV or some kind of commercial thing, and you see that he kind of leans leans in and whispers something to her, and then afterwards, like it's you know it's come out again, and they're asking him what did he say, and he said, he's like, well, what I said was like we took the photos, and then I leaned in and said. Uh, for a white girl, you got a pretty fat ass. <laughs> and <laughs> took some more photos, and then Britney Spears turned to him and said, "Thank you." And <laughs> <laughs> that's and left. right. He's like, that's "You got right. a fat ass for a white girl, or something like something that's like that." That's so good. Um, thick, thick is what they call it. Yeah. Uh, did he say it with a P at the front? Yeah, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, PH. Yeah, mm. yeah. He Sweet. spelt it for it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to struggle to get through recommendations today. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to struggle to not get cancelled. Yeah, well, yeah well, it's all on you. It's all on you. I mate. was really worried. I thought you said we're going to struggle. To, we might get cancer or something. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's what happens when you share pants like that without <laughs> yeah, washing them. That's true. It's true. It's not cancer. It's just. I actually can't remember if they do wash the pants or not in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. 
They must, because they made a sequel. You couldn't have got through two movies with those <laughs> dirty old pants. Oh, they're jeans. Do you remember maybe. that movie, The Ice Cream Suit Man or whatever it yeah, was? Yes, the, what is it called? Something? The magical... James Elmos, whatever his name is? is yeah, 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 yeah. That was a cool film. Not an MTV um, film. Okay, well, that's <laughs> a Joe, Joe Montana. But they all borrow the suit. Wear. I was about to say, that's an interesting <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the suit from, uh, what's that the Alec Guinness movie? The man in the white suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, creates yeah, the one that yeah. it doesn't. It never gets dirty, and mm. then they the well, Ealing the Studios one. Uh, try and bury it. We're just going to have yeah. to have a whole show on sharing things. Movies about sharing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this yeah, so that's what you know. That's what this movie is about. So yeah. they they then they get back together, even though they hate each other. They get back together on uh, the night of prom, and because they've all had something's kind of gone wrong. Mm. Um, that they weren't going to meet up, but. You know, things happened on that yeah. night, and then they all decide to independently turn up. And uh, Britney Spears' thing is that she's going to have sex with Justin Long, ah. and she does a great little dance to uh, "You Can Leave Your Hat On." The movie actually has a phenomenal soundtrack. Right? Yeah, it was MTV. Uh, yeah, it is MTV. Yeah. And but then she gets cold feet because, and <laughs> it's one of those ironic things that she's like, because Justin Long is a bit too nerdy for her, and she doesn't really like him. And then, you, like, he takes his shirt off, and you're like, this guy's got fucking a He's chiseled. And <laughs> right. Wow. Stuff. And you're like, oh, what kind of a nerd? Like, this yeah. guy would have been awesome in gym class. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he didn't have two minute noodle hair, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> no. But anyway, so then uh, that's when Taryn Manning uh, tells him that she's going to take this road trip, even though she's pregnant, she's going to take this road trip to Los Angeles to enter this singing competition. And for those people who don't know, Taryn Manning was the lead singer of Boomcat and actually had a couple of, oh, wow. couple of singles. Yeah, I didn't realise. And so she's going to come and she's like, you guys should just come with me and be my backup singers in this. So Britney's doing backup for Taryn Manning. Well, that's yeah, that's the premise of the movie because yeah. that's what she leaves. Like, I think um, Zoe Saldana leaves like a, a wedding Barbie because her dream is to get married. Mm. Britney Spears leaves a locket with a picture of her mother who she's never really met, who kind oh, of deserted okay. her when she was young. Do they and stop on the road trip to catch up with her? Well, of course, this movie's yeah, it's a, signposted. <laughs> yeah, the reviews and the reviews yeah. clearly state this, right? At right, the right. time, because it did receive a fourteen percent. It's got a fourteen percent wow. critic uh, rating, but I but I bet the the audience rating would be like at least forty or something. No, well, three point nine out of ten. Oh Jesus! It's a, it's a well, really clearly that leave Britney alone guy didn't vote. Yeah, he's totally. Not, well, he's, he's all three point nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and she did win. She won Best Actress uh, in the Ra- Golden Raspberry Awards. Right. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Which I think is a bit unfair because she's actually okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so that's, she's like an easy target yeah. is the problem. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 But So that's the plan. So, so that's why Ter- so Taryn Manning puts her like a little globe because she wants to travel, but she gets herself knocked up and then thinks maybe she's never going to get out of this podunk town that they all live in. But she's, she kind of thinks, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm going. And invites them along. They, of course, because they still kind of hate each other, don't want to go. But then Zoe Saldana, whose fiancé is away in college, she, he starts sending her some weird kind of mixed signals. So she wants to go and check up on him in California. Uh, and yep. Britney Spears is like, well, I'll come with you until, um, I can't remember where, some like Texas or one of right, the, Louisiana yeah, yeah. or one of those states on the way to California from wherever the hell they are. Um, that's where her her mother is. Her mother right. is played by Kim Cattrall in a in a surprising cameo. Right, right, right. Um, so she's going to go visit her, and they all they jump in the car with a good old Anson Mount, who just happens to be a guitarist in the local band, who happens to be going that way. None of them know him, but who better to travel around the? And that, he's hitchhiking. They pick him up. 
uh, no, it's his car. So they oh, will, they're hitchhiking. He offers, because who okay. wouldn't say, who would say no to Britney Spears? <laughs> no one's hitchhiking. <laughs> no one's hitchhiking. Oh. Who would say no to Britney Spears, Zoe Saldana, and yeah, Terry Manning? Okay, they yeah. want to, hmm. like, you know, yeah. we'll come to California. We can say, all right, let's do it. Why not? So then they all go, and then they all grow, and, you know, they realize the things that they thought they wanted, they didn't want, or they did want. And Yeah. You know, all of the, over the course of how long? A uh, couple of days? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the, yeah it like took a, me about a decade, but <laughs> they, they did pretty well. But they do say ladies mature faster than men. So yeah. that I think it war- warrants a sequel. But and they right. do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like she could do it now. Like her parents yeah, aren't controlling us. So she can come back and do the sequel. I mean, Tara mm. Manning's not doing anything, is she? She did Orange New Black. That got, yeah. finally got wrapped. Would you call it another crossroad? Another crossroad. The yeah. second crossroad. Like a roundabout. Ooh. Yeah. Like a roundabout. Yeah. Dead end. Dead end. Like oh, dead end. Jeez, that sounds depressing. Now it's turning say... into like, what was that movie? The one with um, <laughs> Drew Barrymore where they go on the road trip and one of them's dying of cancer. Oh, yeah. For the boys. Something for about boys. boys. Yeah. No, for the boys of them, a bit midler. Something about boys. Not riding in oh. cars with boys. Oh, you're talking about the one with Tony Collette? No, no with um, Mary Louise Parker. Yes, that oh. one. When Glenn uh, closed down his video store, I got a copy of it on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my collection. Uh, it doesn't have a Glenn Recommend sticker on it. No, the manager recommends no, on that's that right. one. That I can't massive. remember the name of it, but uh, I, I will fu- before I this episode's people finished. because you take those off, you rip the cover. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he did well, man. <laughs> he did well. Did I tell you I met... Oh, I didn't meet, but uh, one time, the first time I went to uh, the US, I actually uh, shared a restaurant with Taryn Manning. Oh, wow. They were on a break from set. And there was literally, I think we were the only two people in the restaurant. Like, the, I was there with uh, with a couple of friends of mine. Yeah, yeah. And she was there with a the thing. And she went to sit outside. And then about 10 minutes later, before the waiter had got a chance to go up and take their order, they came back and they were like, it smells like uh, piss out there. We're going to go. And they left. And the Hang on, enough, did they say that to you or the waiter? To the waiter. Oh, damn. It, it would have been better if they'd said it to you. Yeah, it You're like, fuck like, no, what a celebrity uh, encounter. <laughs> <laughs> that trip, I wow. ran into more celebrities than any other time yeah. I've been there, like, including going to like film festivals with celebrity guests. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. But they did that. And that where that restaurant was, was where the uh, all the exteriors from 40-Year-Old Virgin, the, the shop that he works in. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the hi-fi store. The hi-fi store. Yeah, right, that, right. That was that place. And that place was actually a cinema oh and that cinema is where i saw uh um oh what's that i think of that movie where um is it got uh, drew Rachel barrymore Evan... and mary louise parker no, in it no close <laughs> and Whoopi goldberg it's she was in where, it too it's the one where rachel no evan rachel wood mm. pretty poison where she plays the girl oh, I remember that one yeah who um basically who james woods is her her gross dad i can't remember who's their mum, but she basically sleeps with people to get she wants to be famous or something so she just works yeah, her way yeah. through like she bangs Jane Krakowski who's like a guy who's like a reporter right she bangs her like way to the top dudes. yeah slowly she kind of the old fashioned she, she the old of, fashioned way she fucks over or she gets to get revenge on people that she doesn't like uh, she does all this kind of stuff it's a pretty it's a pretty kind of it was a good movie it's a pretty full on but I was like I remember watching it going this is such an odd movie to be watching like a 40 year old virgin <laughs> yeah yeah wow so have we got any more crossroads stuff there uh, does Britney sing no. in it, or does she just she do backup? Does because they, they on the along the way, they the car breaks down, and they they only they, what else they, do you do? They brought yeah. very little money with them because no one planned ahead. Ah, so they do a bit of, of busking. So no, they they oh. luckily at the local <laughs> at the local Holiday Inn there is a karaoke like not karaoke. Oh, there's a singing competition. Yes, of course, yes. And Taren how convenient. Taryn Manning gets up with and Britney and uh, Zoe are going to be the backup singers. But she has a bit of a panic attack, oh. can't sing, so forces 
Britney to do it. And let me tell you, like, I like Britney Spears. Mm, mm. I don't mind her music, but does she have a great voice? I don't really think Not if so. you listen to that uh, behind-the-scenes audio track that oh, they put yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, from, like, a live concert, yeah. and they strip all the instrumentation yeah. and all the crowd noise out. She's yeah. just, well, she's just got, she's got like a baby voice. It's like yeah. a sexy baby. Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. she owes yeah, 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 that, yeah. that scene. She owes a lot to Joan Jett because she plays, um, I love, rock, I love and rock and roll. Oh, she sings I love one. rock and roll. <laughs> they didn't hitchhike. They didn't bust, but they sang I love rock and roll. Yeah. And it Thank is God. like, I know that even the Joan Jett one is a cover, but she rocked it up mm. and that's the version that they kind of, they, she sings to where the singing isn't mm. as important as the beat. And they show the crowd. Like when she starts to sing, it pans to the crowd who at first are against her because Taryn Manning is fucked up and yeah, you know, like you know it's quiet for a bit, so the crowd are getting a bit rowdy. And then you know, as the music starts to play, you know, it does the crowd the obligatory crowd shot where they start nodding their head and yeah. tapping their feet and getting into it. And then it, you know, of course, it erupts into a mosh pit by the end of it. Yeah, Someone gets crushed to death. Yeah, Taryn Manning's baby. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, human centipede two star. <laughs> I can feel Guillermo getting very impatient in the wings, but we've still got your recommendation to go. Are you, are you done with yours? I think that's the longest anyone's talked about Crossroads. Well, or I mean, Tara Manning. Like. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I've been wanting to see it, and I actually jumped on Just Watch to see if it was on any of the streaming platforms, and it wasn't. Like, I'd actually, I would have had to pay $3.99 at the cheapest end of the spectrum to rent it, and I was like, do you know how many times I've had that DVD and then resold it? Yep. And I thought maybe I had a copy, but no, because it's out of print, it does it does go for like 10 oh. to 15 bucks. And of course, I don't have one at the moment. And I really <laughs> wanted to watch it. That is so upsetting. Now yeah, I want to watch it. Now I actually want to watch 10 to 15 and bucks. It goes for, and you say that like that's a good price. Yeah. I know. It's kind of, yeah, it's the sad end of the spectrum. But it's like people that go three ninety nine to watch it digitally or $15 to buy it from Jared on eBay. I think I'll go down that route. Plus, you probably got all the music videos and stuff. It's got special features. It so. would have to. And yeah. it was a Britney Spears. She came up with the project. It was, she came up with the story and then approached wow. Shonda Rhimes, who already, I thought it was before she had got big with Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. no, she was already big. We're still talking like, about Crossroads. Yeah, Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got next? Um, crossroads. No. <laughs> Rough match you. Okay, no, I'm going to go back three years and I'm going to go back to Election, which I'm going to say is probably the most critically acclaimed. I reckon that was made longer than three you years know? ago. No, no, three years before Crossroads. Oh, no, no, no. I just wanted to say Crossroads again, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's clearly the, probably the most critically acclaimed film. It's the, probably the only one that's been nominated for an Oscar. Like, it was nominated for Best Screenplay. And it's probably the only MTV film that's got a Criterion release because it I is yeah. a banger. It's nah, um, amazing. It's it's everything that film. It's, it's Alexander terrific. Payne. Alexander Payne directed it and co-wrote it with Jim Taylor. And this is like I think the first of three collaborations they did together because they did about Smith after this, and then they did Sideways. And for Sideways, I think they were they yeah. were nominated. Actually, they won the Oscar for Sideways. Yeah, as well. But um, yeah, so they co-wrote it. And the weird thing is, it's based on a book, but the actual book itself hadn't been published yet and so a manuscript was sent straight to Alexander Payne and initially wasn't really interested because he's like it's a, a high school story read the script and went no it's much more it's very political I want to do this and so the film went into production before the book came out admittedly the book did come out like a year before the film yeah. but it was already in the works. The process was there. Anyway so the cast for this one you've got Reese Witherspoon in one of the lead roles and you've got Matthew Broderick and the funny thing about this movie is essentially Matthew Broderick is the lead and I would say that 
Reese is kind of like he's his the protagonist, wave. and she's yeah. the antagonist. Yeah. yeah. But then the weird thing about the storytelling in this film is there's multiple viewpoints, and everyone's got their own narration and yeah. their own little side story True. in it. Um, all the characters are obviously introduced through Matthew Broderick's perspective. You know, he will interact with someone and then it'll cross to them or whatnot. Chris Klein is terrific in it as well. And I'm not a big Chris Klein fan, but this role is perfectly. It's like writing the right role for Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. A role that doesn't really require too much acting that can kind of play he, on the cause, Because Chris, Chris is a hideous actor. Like he's an oh, he's, awful... Like he's he, what, He's in some sitcom, not sitcom, he's in some drama, like a Hallmarky kind of thing right now as a dad. And oh, wow. it is one of the worst, like... <laughs> worst demonstrations of acting I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah he's, he's terrible. He's only played three characters. Like yes. The Say It Ain't So, Election, yes. and the American Pie film. What about Rollable? And that, that's it. Oh, oh yeah, Rollable. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's really, that's all he's done. And he's yeah. like, you know, his insight in American Pie is responsible for all of my sexual conquests. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's like, is, all you yeah. do is you ask him a bunch of questions and then listen to what they have to say. He is one trick like, pony. Genius. I never oh, yeah. thought of that. Yeah. But when he's playing that trick, it's good. It's very good. Yeah. Like in, in Say It Ain't So, it's, he's terrific because he does play that sort yeah. of idiot savant sort of character. Yeah. But he's yeah, just so a nice guy idiot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a likable idiot. Although there's something about him that I really don't like. I don't know. There's something about him that... I think he's kind of that guy that is the guy that lives next door, but does have the bodies in the basement. <laughs> like he has I that always... veneer of like, I'm really normal it's and funny, I'm really, it's, but it's, really I'm. It's funny that you say that. Cause I yeah. always pictured him as like uncle Cody from step by step. Yes. Like oh, the yeah, doofus yeah. uncle that lives in <laughs> yes. the caravan outside your house. <laughs> yes. And then as it turns out, you know, uncle Cody was a bit of a wife beater or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he was also, also, yes, yes. Uh, you know, a fantastic like, oh, kick, surprise kickboxer or whatnot as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay, so election. So the basic story, I will keep it very small, is that Matthew Broderick is a teacher. He's pretty much tasked with looking after the school election. And Reese Witherspoon is the student that's vying to be school president and she's got no direct competition. But Broderick sort of has a really disliking to her. He just doesn't like... Yeah, it just doesn't like... It's really... It's bad in a way because I remember seeing the film when it first came out and I was more on Broderick's side going, yeah, I don't like her either watched the film again the other night and I was like, she is trying everything. Well, this and, is the thing. It's, you know, it's to do it. age is the difference there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, you know? can put yourself in both positions. Yeah. And I used to like Matthew Broderick a lot, you know, loved yeah. a lot of things. And then men told me that he killed someone in Europe with yeah. a car. car. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. it's true. Yeah. Him and Jennifer yeah. Grey. I think she was giving him a blowjob at the yeah. time. I think yeah. that's the kind of subtext between the, behind mm. the accident, which I can't really put that, I can't put that out of my mind now watching him. I said, like, I always think of him as a nice guy. I was like, mm, he did Just kill a, someone. You I don't think it's justifiable hom- homicide when you think about it. Like yeah. if I'd been, if I was killed by someone driving a car, and in heaven they went, well, he was copping a blowy at the time. Like, yeah. oh, fair oh, right. yeah. yeah, fair yeah, enough, yeah, mate. I get yeah, it. It's totally. fine, you know. Like, could have been worse. I could have ended up like uh, what's that? The world according to Garp, where oh. you know, she bit down and he he lost his he memory lost his... and they uh, sold it back on again. But anyway, like, I digress. Which is fine <laughs> as long as you die. Yeah, well, that's true too. Isn't yeah, that, isn't that how that's what happens in American Gods? Though, <laughs> I, I haven't, American is Gods. that the series American but, Gods? Yeah, yeah, the, well, yeah, I haven't seen this book. one. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, I remember Election being that was the first time I, I, I realized that Matthew Broderick had transitioned from yes. like high school, kind of attractive leading man, yes. yeah. and like he put on like ten kilos, yeah. and you're like, oh, he's really like pedophile looking. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Now. Like he's really a pathetic. Like he's a pathetic character. Like, yeah, absolutely. The the, the, yeah. the milkshake moment at the end of the film is like 
priceless. And that incredible, kind of sums it all up. Incredible. Because, yeah, you think he's turned a corner. Yeah. But then it's like, no, he hasn't. Yeah. He's yeah. still the same sort of person, despite all these lessons he should have learned throughout because the course of the film. Because people don't change. <laughs> That's it. But Only in movies do they change. <laughs> in real life, they do not. He, he basically goes on a quest to, you know, sort of circumvent her winning by trying to introduce, you know, different people to yeah. vie for the Just presidential the role. Yeah. yeah at, at every, you know, everything. And at the same time, he's sabotaging his own life. You know, he's giving in to some... Really bad temptation at is, times. And isn't that. his life pretty horrible though? He? Well, no, he's got a wife that's he's... trying to get pregnant, yeah, and it's got the yeah. greatest sex scene of oh, all time when she's saying, "Fill, fill me, me up, fill me up, fill me up." And then, yeah, and then it cuts to his friend who had been having an affair with Reese with a spoon, and and basically got kicked out of school for it. Well, yeah, off the teaching staff. And then it goes to um, Reese with a spoon, and her just dryly delivering, "Fill me up," and it's just like <laughs> yeah. so aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And then he just goes, you know, sort of faster, like really angry sort of sex. Grudge fuck um, but yeah, yeah. no, he, I think he just has such a boring <laughs> sort of life, and that yeah. he's looking to sort of spice it up a little and look for some sort of excitement. Yeah. Um, I remember yeah. when that scene happens in the film. When I saw it in my head, I was like. Is it, is it Alexander, sorry, is it Alexander Payne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alexander Payne has just watched Bachelor, uh, <laughs> is it Bachelor Party? <laughs> Bachelor Hanks. Party with Tom yeah. Hanks. And yeah. where, oh, you know, okay. when he goes into Monte Gabrielle sitting on the bed naked and then all the different heads pop, pop yes, on and he's yes. like his best friend. He's like, are you kidding? Look at my kids. <laughs> yeah, yes, you know, yes. Contains, There's also know. like an element of American beauty in this as well. The the yeah, the yeah, middle-aged man kind of absolutely. having some struggles yeah, with, you know. It's like the... the pre-midlife crisis even for yeah. him. Because I don't know how old he would have been when he done, had did this film. I'd say... Early 40s, I reckon? No, nah, earlier. I'd say, I'd say probably mid-30s, Really? Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Because yeah. it's 99, so it's only really, what, like 13 years after Ferris. Yeah. So probably yeah, not right. that old. That's scary. Um, but yeah, but then he went from that to like... I, I want to say like eight years later being like completely gray mm. and looking really aged. You know, yeah. lost his, his boyish looks. But... um. Just a couple of things I want to mention is the fact that the, the the song that was the big single from the film, but yeah, I'm pretty sure is not actually featured in the movie at all. I tr- I, I when I saw the movie theatrically, I didn't hear it, and I was kind of happy because I hated the song. And then when it came out on DVD, watched it, didn't hear it, and then I was trying to pay attention. I'm sure I didn't hear it, but Taxi Rides Get Set, yeah, huge single, Get particularly set, here in Australia, everybody. yeah, Melbourne band, funnily enough, mm. too. And I will say, I went to a DVD conference when I worked at JB in another lifetime, and we were at this function, and this band was doing covers, and then suddenly that song started, and I thought, fuck, of all songs to cover, and I turn, and I look, and the guy's looking at us, because we're kind of bobbing along, and I'm like, oh, no. That is the guy from Taxi. Right? <laughs> he's been doing covers all night. Now he gets to play his own song, and he's probably looked going, "Yeah, it's me, buddy. It's, <laughs> it's me. my time to shine." I but the, yeah, like the guy from the New Radicals because they broke up. Oh before my god! That song hit, before yes, that song hit. No, no, no. broke. Yeah, <laughs> and then he drove you home in his taxi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. True story. Uh, and I just want to mention too, one of the things I like about the most is not only this, you know, multi-perspective, but the editing is just seen. Like editing-wise, this film should have won the Oscar mm. seamlessly edited but also the music cues throughout it because there's a there's a sample taken from Ennio Morricone's score for uh, Navajo Joe the um, Italian Spanish mm-hmm. western from the mid 60s Burt Reynolds Burt without Reynolds. a mustache um, and That's it's like the sound day. you know <laughs> yes and it's the sound of like you know this this wild sort of like <laughs> and it's it's played a few times every time she gets this kind of internal sort of like thought and it's sort of like this angry thought and they they just sort of sample it but it's awesome so there's some really clever stuff and i think that's good because they did all this stuff clever with the score and the soundtrack and then and it features lionel richie's you know one 
I just once, called, I just called twice, say, oh, three yeah. times a lady. But not the taxi ride song, which was the the cut three <laughs> single. But anyway, did, did, did then did Lionel Richie come out and go, "That's my song, <laughs> <laughs> my song. best no. bit." Best no, but bit. Eddie Murphy came success. out and sang three times a maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the last word on election. I think it's a I think it's a brilliant film. Like upon revisiting, I just think this movie speaks just as well today as it did when it was released in 99, if not more. And we're in election mode right now in Australia, so Absolute very timely. timely. It's a good time for people very to catch up. Actually, I think I do have to... Like, I haven't seen it since new release. Yeah. It is more it's, than a teen film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a very highbrow sort of teen film that will appeal to all ages. One of the best bits, though, I didn't mention, I just thought of then was when Matthew Broderick is preparing himself to have uh, an encounter with, with a sort of brief tryst sort of mistress he um has a scene where he's in the shower washing his penis quickly like <laughs> he's like gets into the hotel thing and he's like washing it and all that not showering but just like washing his just hovering over like the thing just washing his junk and it's like really i remember seeing that at the movies and going oh it's fucking disgusting like i never <laughs> thought i'd see ferris bueller do that and chris klein actually chris klein does also have this beautiful line where his narration, because he's such a simpleton, and he was like, and then we went back to my house, mm-hmm. and we, we had hot dogs and fucked in the hot tub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's the best. I rewound it. I had to rewind it for Daddy, because I'm like, how good is this line? It's I the love best, this line. It's the most memorable line in the whole Super film. Super memorable. It's about fucking in the spa or the hot yeah, tub. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Second only to fill me up. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, totally. Fill me up. Uh, do, you wanna, do you want to take us to Guillermo's segment with a little um, recap on that song that you just sang? Once. No, no, the one before that. Oh, um. Get there. No, no, bring it forward. Hey everybody, it's Guillermo here again from ScreenRealm.com, Australia's favourite entertainment website covering all things movies and television. Here as always to tell you a little bit about what we've covered in the last week, kicking off with another big name added to the 10th film in the Fast and Furious franchise. Following the big January news that Jason Momoa would be joining the ensemble and the actor's March confirmation that he would be playing a villain, comes word that Oscar winner Brie Larson is now officially joining the team. Franchise star and producer Vin Diesel took to social media to announce the news, sharing a pic of himself laughing alongside the Captain Marvel star. Vin Diesel held back from revealing exactly what role Larson would be taking on, only that the actress, and I quote, will add something you might not have expected, but yearned for. Fast and Furious 10 is currently scheduled to open in cinemas in May 2023. The screenwriter has been chosen for the planned Ghost of Tsushima film adaptation coming from Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions. It was announced in March that Chad Stahelski, known for directing the three John Wick films and the upcoming fourth, would be directing an adaptation of the hit 2020 action-adventure game. Now comes word that Takashi Dosher has been hired to pen the script. Dosher's previous writing credits include 2019 post-apocalyptic romance drama only and 2018 fantasy mystery Still, both of which he also directed. For those who don't know, Ghost of Tsushima is an open-world adventure following a samurai as he embarks on an epic mission to protect his land during the first Mongol invasion of Japan. The game has been a hit, selling over 8 million copies worldwide since it was first released. Magic Mike's Last Dance is on the way and Salma Hayek has joined the cast. Hayek is replacing Thandiwa Newton, who had to step away from the project due to some personal reasons that haven't been disclosed. Magic Mike's Last Dance is currently in production in London and it's set to be released on HBO Max. Steven Soderbergh is directing. Soderbergh of course directed the first Magic Mike film, which was a hit and spawned a sequel. Both of those grossed nearly 300 million worldwide. 
And we also had an interview go up. I was lucky enough to chat with Alicia Cuthbert, whose many credits include The Girl Next Door, 24, House of Wax, and The Quiet. I was lucky enough to have a chat with her about a new horror film called The Cellar, which is now on Shudder. You can take a look at our conversation on either YouTube or on the website. And we have yet another giveaway on the website. We're celebrating the Australian home entertainment release of Shudder original The Boy Behind the Door, which is available on DVD and Blu-ray from April 20th. With a giveaway, we're giving away copies on both DVD and Blu-ray. So head to ScreenRealm.com, hit our win page and enter that giveaway. That about does it for me, everyone. Thanks so much for having me once again. Catch you next week. song from Joe's Apartment, uh, which is a pretty good soundtrack, and the song's called Incumbent by Soul Coughing. Do you remember Soul Coughing? Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. They were on all those mid-90s soundtracks, yeah. and they were on like the Spawn soundtrack. They did like one of those crossover songs yeah. as well. Yeah. Such a good soundtrack, Joe's Apartment, but except for the cockroach songs, like, yeah. they're fucking, they're like chipmunk songs. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Do you remember what the name of the punk band was in Joe's Apartment? No. Shit. Oh, really? They were just called Shit. And <laughs> the lead singer was Walter Shit.
great. That's great. You don't remember that? Because I used to always think that was William Sadler. That's, I always wanted to call my dog Walter shit. <laughs> <laughs> so when, you go to the, when you go to the vet and they have to call out the dog's name, because they never call out your name at the vet. No, it's true. They call out yeah. the pet's name. Mm. They give it your sur- your surname. Yeah. yeah. So you're always like, yes. oh, fucking hell. Like, like, is this necessary? So I always wanted to give my dog a surname. Well, do you remember <laughs> um, in The Jerk, Steve Martin's dog was called Shithead? That's yeah. right. And when yeah. he calls, yeah. he calls yeah. his missus into the bar, and then the dog comes, he goes, not you, shithead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's uh, talk more jackass. We already uh, we already got Ben's take on jackass. Yeah, he hasn't yeah, seen yeah. one. No. I can't believe it, dude. That's, a, that's phenomenal. Like, I saw the first three theatrically. I even think I saw the... I saw the third one. No, the second one twice in theatres. Because I, I went and saw it with someone... I know. I think I saw the first. I've, I think I've seen at least two of them twice theatrically. Because the first one was, I thought, was so good. I had to drag someone else to go and see the it. The first one is yeah. what left a big impression on me because I saw that theatrically. It was toy like, car. It was nothing. How did you get the toy car in there? <laughs> I just find I just find those movies. Watching those movies are mm. like if you go and hang out with friends who are like off their tits, yeah, mm. and they do stuff that yes. they think is fucking hilarious, mm. and you're s- completely straight, and you're like, no, this is not I was, I was on board, fun. I'm on board for you're all right. of it, like, yeah. Yeah. I can I've always, rewatched the series a yeah, bunch of times, you're wrong, I can yeah. put Jackass on at any time, puts me yeah. in a good mood, yeah, and incorrect. I laugh, I laugh hysterically at all of it, and um, yeah. incorrect, <laughs> <laughs> I think my favourite installment though is probably like 3.5, the point yeah. five yeah, the ones fives. are actually really good, because yeah. they restructure the movie like it's a whole new thing. Yeah. Uh, so I really do dig that. But now comes Jackass Forever. Have you caught it? I still have not seen it, but it's hitting home end this week. So gonna, um, I'm just going to blind buy it because yeah. I, you know, you know, I know, you, I'm gonna, you know I know what I'm getting in. It's a bit yeah. more sophisticated in terms of <laughs> the writing uh, and the, no, in the character structure, development. In the structure. The, qual- the quality of the hand that slapped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the craftsmanship. Yeah, there is. All out with the, yeah. with the well, wait until you see the opening. Like, you can't yeah. deny it. Like, it's big. Yeah, epic. Big. And awesome. there's a lot of cock in this yes. film. This one has a if lot If there's only of... one reason to see it. There's a lot of doodle. See it for the dick. See it for the dick. If and you the... like the minx, you're going to love Jackass, Ben. <laughs> I do love the minx. <laughs> so maybe I'll have to give it a go. <laughs> and the biggest cock of all is um, definitely Chris Pontius. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, because yeah. I remember he'd pop up in a few He calls the it the Pontiosaurus. CKYs or things like that. Yeah. You, you got to... Got a got a knife, but you'll you'll know what I'm talking about yeah, when you right. catch this film. Jeez, yeah. Okay. Twenty years this has made since the first movie. Incredible. So isn't the it? things yeah. the things these guys put their bodies wow. through, um, but they have brought in a, a new gen as well, of which course. they are really good as well. Right? And there's some Excellent. there's a there's a couple of girls in there. Oh, good, good. Uh, Mixing and, it up. And, oh, one of them cops like multiple scorpion stings straight to the lip. So it's like lip Botox, they're calling it. Oh wow. And and the camera is right there on her lip as she just gets pricked by this fucking scorpion, wow. and she just cops it. She's also the same chick that licks the fucking um, stun gun, the the taser. Jesus Christ! I know, sticks her tongue right in that little I bit. Can't of... even get my nieces to lick a battery. <laughs> <laughs> well, this chick has clearly licked many a battery. Yeah, right. Wow, incredible! I can't wait to watch that. I'm looking forward to it. And the one thing I really like about the Jackass films, apart from obviously all the stunts, the humor, and mm. the personality that's injected into them, is the music. Yeah, the music of these films is just terrific. Like yep. the soundtracks are always absolutely. Speaking of music, do you hear that? Party Boy tune. Oh, oh. excellent. <laughs> Which leads us to my chat with Party Boy Chris Pontius. Wasn't sure what to expect with this guy, to be honest with you, because he's he's a character in the movies. He's the yeah. only person in all the movies that actually plays a character. Yeah, yeah. Like, even when he's sort of just himself on the side, he's always in that goofy kind of mode. Yes, super jovial and... Yeah, yeah but very, yeah. like, yeah, very goofy and yeah. dumb. Yeah. But, um... 
he caught me off guard because he's completely switched on and he's yeah he was a fantastic champion. And he's hung. Yeah, and he's hung like so, a mule. Yeah. You're about to you're about to hear. And if you um check out our social media tomorrow night, you'll also get to see. See so Gwen take it. <laughs> ah, <laughs> here we go. Um, yeah, Chris Pontius and his junk. Um, so, look, a decade rolls by since the last film, and you're 20 years older than when you started Jackass. Do you even hesitate when they ask you back? No, I didn't hesitate. No one really hesitated. Actually, like, it was a, when they said, uh, when we got, like, a, I think it was a, a, the call or the email, we have, like, this group thread that's been going for years, you know, that we, we all communicate with each other over, or if something funny comes up, and, like, it, it came as a total surprise, like, Want to do another movie? It was like everyone's like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, no one hesitated at all, and uh, I, I didn't see it coming though. And uh, I think we we get we've been asked like constantly like before we this like the past ten years, you know, when are you guys gonna make another one? When are you gonna make another one? We're like, I don't know, and like so it was so just awesome that like the stars aligned and and it happened, and uh especially Knoxville and wanting to do it because every time we've made a movie, he says, Oh, this is the last one we're going to do. We want to like, you know, end it on a high note. And then, you know, and then, you know, then I think, you know, he, everyone gets bored and like, it's so fun being together and making these movies is pretty much the funnest thing that I've ever done in my life. And, and I think everyone feels the same way because you're just having fun with your friends, like when you're a kid. And yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, so we got together to do like a test filming to see, you know, if, if the magic was still there and everyone came out really hard and we got like three bits the first day. And um, so then it was just on. And um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like you, in theory, you'd think that, you know, you guys are, you know, two decades older that it might be much more um, of a struggle for you, but on screen, it doesn't appear that way. And there are a lot of like throwback stunts to earlier work. Um, how did you like the original cast bodies cope in comparison to those early years? Uh, well, some of them say it stuff some hurts a little bit harder, more, and and uh, takes a little longer to heal. But but really, I think <laughs> I think everyone coped pretty well. Knoxville got a pretty bad head injury on this, and there's another bit, a treadmill bit, where we all get knocked on the treadmill off this. It was a horse treadmill, and we like were dressed as a marching band, and we walk up, try to cross it, and that I. I, I think I definitely got a concussion on that one. Like that was bad. Like it worse than it looked, <laughs> which, but um, yeah, other than that, like we came out pretty good. And uh, I, my, my, uh, my private parts were subject to a little bit of danger <laughs> on this movie. And, and God, especially with the opener, cause there was explosions and uh, explosives are always like hit or miss, like with, you know, with, with possibilities of things going wrong, but I got lucky. Yeah with only you know only a few scratches i think i got a bruise on my wiener i i actually bought <laughs> well, this, this model it's a <laughs> it's it's not a, an exact recreation but it's it's a, a pontiosaurus the the new beast that um i guess the new alter ego of my um like party boy or there's, there's no there's no way this will sound right, but I'd love to get my hands on one of those. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, we're we're going to get more. If, if you want one, I'll have one sent to you. Awesome. Yeah, this um, is pretty much, I mean, the opener of the movie is pretty much the pride of my of my career. 
Well, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I wanted to ask you about it because in the 80s, there was like um, a series of movies down here called Wicked Willy, all about like an animated dick that does all the thinking for its master. Can we expect the Coxzilla spinoff or anything like that from you? <laughs> you know what? That's come up. I think, yeah, you might, that might happen. Like, because it was so fun <laughs> making the opener and it was like, this could be its own series. Like, so yeah, hope, hopefully Pontiosaurus becomes a real movie. It'd be expensive, but and dangerous. Cause, but, uh, but, um, yeah, I hope so. In a perfect world, yeah, I, I could see we revisiting Pontiosaurus definitely. It's so it was originally supposed to just be a bit, and then when they saw the playback of it, they're just like, "It's too funny. This is going to be the opener," and then you everyone else just, got involved. You persistently inf- inflict pain and injury upon your most precious asset. Like, if not for financial reasons, what drives you to do it? <laughs> Really just making what makes us laugh like all these years, you know, really is fun. And even more than anything, it's just, it's, we, we like started out, you know, skateboarding and making like little videos with each other with, with video cameras and uh, just, it's just Jackass is an extension of that. It's just an extension of what we always did. And, um, and, and just cause it's fun to do. And I think the chemistry of everyone together, like we've done like, like live show tours together, travel together a lot. Mm. It's just when this group is together, just crazy stuff happens. And so it's, I'm just happy that we got to capitalize on, on, you know, the chemistry that, that we got with all these idiots together, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah I mean, totally. everyone just turns into little boys again. And uh, yeah, collectively <laughs> we're all so, yeah. I don't want to say dumb, but yeah, immature. <laughs> fun but i think what what people love about jackass is it reminds them of growing up with their friends and you know having fun and it takes them back there to that you know that best time in your life and so i think that's what more than stunts more than anything uh that's what people connect with the most about jackass totally totally and i wanted to sort of um touch upon the fact that there is also a, a new generation of jackasses along for this ride um, with notable mention to like Rachel Wolfson, you got Sean Poopsy McKinney and um, Zach Holmes. Now I know Zach Holmes's history with his YouTube background, but how does like a comedian like Rachel and a surfer dude like Sean find themselves as jackasses? Well, Rachel um, Knoxville actually was a fan of her, her comedy. And I think he, he followed her online and, you know, when, when the idea of like bringing on new people first came about, we're like, we're all really like competitive for, to get like bits and for attention. Yeah. We were all like, no, we don't need anybody. And then, but then like we were open to the idea and then we, we got together for like te- the test filming and they just fit in great. And Poopy's just seemed like he was meant to be with us all along. He's, he's <laughs> so dim witted in the best way. And he's so, yeah. he's so funny though. And he's so lovable and he's up for anything. I think he has the smallest penis in the whole group too. I I sort of in, in watching the film, I observed that like Aaron got a real kick out of um taking the piss out of him. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> I mean before we, I mean there's a, a a skit we filmed called the Dum Dum Game, and um <laughs> we, we thought Aaron was gonna lose that, but Boop, I think Boopy's ended up being being the dumbest, but. I made up some of the questions for that game. And a lot of the, if you watch it, a lot of the answers are actually in the question. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> what continent is Africa on? You know, no, I, don't, I don't think anybody got that one. 
That was a great way to uh, start the film, by the way. Like that, you know, that was one of the earlier sketches, and it was just hilarious. Um, but you guys always like you film um, enough content to release like a, a point five, you know, collection later on. And I know there's one coming. But I've heard or read that you guys have shot so much footage in this one that you could almost construct another movie out of it. Like, is there plans to really exploit the, the stuff you shot? 4.5 is going to be a lot bigger of a deal than, than 3.5 and 2.5. Like, 4.5 is almost as enjoyable as 4. Like, it's, diff it's, it's presented in a different way because you get a lot of behind yeah. the scenes in it. But yeah, because so many of the bits, like, we, there's actually, like... Like we only have so much gross out, so much prank, so much stunt and so much nudity, you know, so we had to pick and choose. And then there's stuff that they just won't allow us to have an R rating in a movie theater that had to go to 4.5. So I, I like 4.5 just as much as four. So, but yeah, it's in it. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, it's going to be huge, just as big as four, I think. Awesome. Awesome. That's great to hear. And just before before I let you go, um, I, I'm just wondering, like, when it comes to all these stunts, I know that you all sort of pitch some and that you, like you said, you're competitive over over them. Um, as, you know, what, what's off limits? Like, when somebody says no, how many times do they have to say no before it's respected? <laughs> well, one thing, really the only thing off limits, you know, we try to be, not to be mean-spirited or whatever, you know, the, the joke is on is supposed to be on us. That's kind of the one rule of jackass. It's always been. Other than that, like if some if we find out someone's afraid of something in particular or they don't like something, usually they're gonna be perfect for the bit. Like <laughs> so, you know, you don't want anyone to know what your fears are and or what you don't like. Or because you know, it's like when you do something bad to someone, the more they react to it, the more you want to do it. So that's why Aaron gets so much abuse in this. But I mean, he he came out hard for this. Like the cup test, he got punched by in in the groin by Francis Ngannou, who has the record for the hardest punch in the world. The pogo, pogo stick, hockey puck, like, he, he, like, was a trooper on this one. But, yeah, totally. he completely had it all coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun to watch. Awesome. Well, man, look, I've, I've had such a thrill being able to chat with you about this. Jackass. I wanted the to best, mention the best. Throw back the best. to a bit we filmed in Tasmania in this movie. We do a, a, I think it's a, a wee man sacrifice to the vulture. That's a throwback yeah. to um, a bit we filmed for Wild Boys called Tasmanian Devil Worship, where we were in Tasmania <laughs> and we we uh, we sacrificed a, a roadkill to some Tasmanian devils, and we were dressed up in black robes, all like death metal style. Yeah, it was one of my favorite bits we ever filmed. So that's that's where that bit comes from. That was secretly terrifying, man. Like watching that and that bird was horrific. Oh, it was so <laughs> scary and so funny. And it was not only like, that was actually one of the most dangerous bits as far as like your private parts go. And because it was huge. And, and uh, I don't know if we men really had a boner while, while he's filming that, but it, it sure looked like he did. <laughs> a terror boner. <laughs> um, and... I only just found out that, you know, there's also a Jackass Shark Week, so I'm going to have to go and track that down too because that, you know, I love the, the animal stuff. And, and I think over 30 years of, of Discovery Channel doing Shark Week, they never had any big accidents until we got involved. And, uh, <laughs> like, uh, we thought the, the worst one was going to be the, the bull shark matador where I was dressed up as a matador and I, and I you know, took on some bull sharks, and, uh, which would have been horrifying if it went wrong. And I think I stopped that just in time. They, they actually... 
one of them was was trying to get my fins and it crushed my camera that I had on my on my cape twice and I was like all right it's probably about time to stop because bull sharks yeah as you know are really bad news but then we we had another bet called jumping the shark which was based on happy days and where Fonzie jumps over a, a shark and so we had boobies do that and we we thought the sharks would scatter but they didn't scatter instead they attacked Poopy. and oh my yeah so he's all right but yeah that went really wrong it went so that's when, when stuff like going too far when stuff like that happens and the camera is rolling i like you know i think it's fair to say that you're in character for quite a lot of these films like yeah like do you break character often when these things happen you know what like i mean Everyone else ran away, but someone had to like talk about what just happened. So I stayed and, and you know, talked to the camera and because yeah. someone's got to tell the story like as hard as it is. Because I mean, that yeah. was that was one of the, if not the scariest thing that's ever happened while filming. Because uh, yeah, right. when, you know, luckily like they got the sharks off of him. But yeah, that, that mm. could have gone worse than it did. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so I wouldn't say break character, but you got to stay and tell the story because yeah, Steve-O and Jasper just ran away because they were so scared. It was, it was horrifying. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness, war stories, mate, war stories. But um, thanks so much for um for sitting down to have a word with me. It's it's been fantastic. I've I've enjoyed it a lot. Thanks for thanks for having me, and thanks. I'm I'm stoked that you love the movie. I think everyone's gonna love it. I, we're very proud of this one. As good as Jackass Three is, I think Jackass Forever blows it away. All right, this is Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. We're going to talk about MTV. Do you guys remember music television? Oh, well, yes. they VH1? I, yeah, I know. So, Bunch they TV produced asshole. They produced movies at one time and it was a big thing and they'd have the ooh coming in and there with the little guy holding the American flag, little space guy. So, not all of these are good, gentlemen. Did you look through the list? Oh, I've got the one I'm going to talk about. Yeah, that's good. Let's go. I am recording, James. Oh, good. We doing this? Yeah, we're done. That we're done. Oh, we done did this. We done did do this. Well, I wish I was prepared. So, Chad, do you want to go first this time? Yeah, I'm going to go first because I think James, after he got all excited, I think I know which ones he's going to pick. Uh, It's not anywhere. It's it's fairly recent. I I want to talk about Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. I didn't That's realize good. that was an MTV film. That is an MTV produced film. Also, if I'm not mistaken, Will Ferrell <laughs> is a producer on that film. Huh. Uh, I love this film. And when MTV released it, I genuinely enjoyed it. Uh, it's, it's one I of those, we- it's, it's one of those weird films that I just can't, I, you, you, it came out and it, it just blew my mind how not only weird it was but their take on the whole story i mean for Agreed. god's sakes hansel is diabetic and- yeah he ate all that sugar dude that's what <laughs> happened they, they called the it toe. a witch's curse but no i really did it, it it i i wanted to see the sequel they keep promote promising a sequel's coming but i don't think it's going to happen at this point um but yeah hansel and gretel witch hunters it's all about hansel and gretel as adults and their 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 whole job of hunting witches there were several that I liked, but actually I'm going to pull out a documentary because I didn't know MTV actually produced this and it's murder ball. One of my favorite documentaries. Oh, ever. you didn't know they did murder. Ball? I oh, didn't yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any recollection. I mean, if you've never seen murder ball, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's a film about quadriplegics who play full contact rugby and Mad Max style wheelchairs. That's what yeah. it's about. And you several of the people actually appeared on Jackass too. 
Right. These cats are badass. So much more badass than me and my lazy fat ass walking around these two legs like a sucker. They this movie was so much fun. It's one of probably my top three, if not five documentaries of all time. And I it was Son of Kong is probably another one, whatever it is. Uh, I just love it. So if you've never seen it, I didn't know MTV produced it. I'm a huge fan. Check out Murder Ball. Plus, it's an absolute fantastic title. James. You know, I'm going to go with one that uh, was was back in the day when we went to a movie place to rent films. They would occasionally go, oh, you like this? Well, try this. And this movie was sold to me with, oh, you like Pulp Fiction? Replace a gun with a cigarette. And that's what this movie is. Now, that doesn't hold true. But 200 Cigarettes has a cast that you could not reunite today without a huge, huge budget. Because it stars uh, the Afflecks, both Ben and Casey. It has Dave Chappelle, Jay Moore, Christina Ricci. Guess why I rented it. Uh, Paul Rudd, Courtney Love. It's got a great cast. But do they actually smoke the all 200 of those cigarettes? Actually, one of my favorite scenes in the movie that does jump into my head is Dave Chappelle plays the taxi driver. And they get in. It's set in 1981. And somebody gets ready to light up a cigarette. And he goes, you can't smoke that in here. And they go, but you're smoking. He goes, yeah, I ain't smoking what you're smoking. (laughs) And that's a taxi driver. Dave Chappelle plays a taxi driver. But it's all about getting together on New Year's Eve, 1981. It's a weird period piece. Kind of an independent film. Was not a huge hit. But I did enjoy it when I watched it. It's not a film that I go back and watch every, you know, month or anything. But it was made by MTV, and it definitely has that MTV-type feeling of just chaotic filmmaking. And it, it's, it's worth watching if you've never seen it before. So 200 Cigarettes is the one that came to mind for me. All right. This has been Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. When are we going to start filming? Ah, uh, there we go. As the Boneheads just alluded to, MTV have produced a shit ton of movies going to go through some of them in a little bit but uh, let's get back into some recommending uh, i'm going to do my first recommendation now it's a movie that i know both of you are pretty keen on and jarrett was kind of mm. spewing that i chose this one so i'm kind of going to open this one up to the desk and pretty much as we've already done with your two everyone can jump in and talk about it dead man on campus 1998 dude you <laughs> stepped on my junk <laughs> the papers josh what have you done with the papers <laughs> your papers <laughs> oh, i love it best transition in a movie of all time and this movie came about, I think, when there was an overall style and feel of teen movies that got kind of dark in the 90s yeah. because you had, like, Jawbreaker and Teach Mrs. Oh, Dingle. Yeah, Dick yeah. was another one. Yeah. And Election, as you said. Yeah, like They yeah. kind of had these really dark subtext to them. Dick was the one that had the... Is, is Ryan Reynolds it's the one Dick? you always like to bring up and you, you get confused <laughs> as to which movie it is, but yes, it's that yeah. one. It's the one with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is in it and he does yes. that uh, when he, he fucks his... Because he, like, he's, he's kind of retarded or something in it. And he fucks his girlfriend and he goes, I promise to... He said, I promised her that when the time came, I'd pull out. The time came and the time went. (laughs) 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 Well, I think that um, Demo on Campus kind of aligns much more with Heather's style of Mm. comedy, I Mm. reckon. Uh, Let's talk about it. I guess it it taught me how to get through, how to get through university. Like, but, like, I just had to kill my roommate. Talking about, like, well, this is a movie that could never be made now. This is the thing. No, like, God, so no. yeah. it's about two college friends who mm. essentially are looking for a weak and vulnerable person to push to the edge to commit yeah. suicide. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, Jesus, even then yeah, it no, was that, like. That, hang on. No, you, that, 
that story has been made <laughs> recently. It's that TV series with uh, Dick, with uh, yeah. Dakota Fanning or whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The Fanning. Which reasons is, why or whatever? Yeah. No, no, no. no, no. The, um, the girl from Plainville. Yeah, the girl. Oh, is that yeah, what that's about? Ba- based yeah. on a true story. Okay. Yeah, true but, story. But told yeah. with like social yeah. fucking yeah, awareness yeah. and shit. Yeah. Are you guys getting stoned again? <laughs> but they didn't get comedic effect out of it like, no, like yeah, this. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, and the fact that, like, because these two guys discover that there's, like, there's a myth that you'll get yeah. straight A's if your college roommate has committed suicide. Well, actually, so... they hunt down the book in the school library and they find it. Yeah. So it is, it's school law. It's school law. If you're, yeah. Yeah. And so they, they do a hunt. Yeah, the most I know. Suicidal yeah. That's what I'm about to get at. They're wow. looking for someone that's mentally unstable yeah. so they can push them over the edge. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. me dead. Like, I know. Incredible. <laughs> I just love the... Because the, the movie is so iconic that forever... I can't remember the guy's name. The He's got three names. Oh, yes. Mark Paul Glossier or... No, the other one. The other they one. both do. Oh, Tom Everett Scott. Yeah, yeah. Tom Everett they Scott. They both do. Like, <laughs> even though he's in that thing you do, which is one yes. of my favourite all-time love movies, it. it's still... That's the guy from Dead Men on Campus. Yes. And... And in that first trip to Los Angeles where I saw Taron Manning, I also, coming out of the Disney lot where I was trying to go on one of the tour things, mm. I saw Lachlan Munro and I'm like, you guys like to party? It's the guy, it's the, <laughs> it's the guy from Dead Men on Do you remember when he was good? Yeah. Oh, yes. man. Yeah. But, um, oh, now man. he looks like he's a heart attack. Now, now he's in like Riverdale or something, plays someone's he dad. Rocked, yeah, something. he rocked up yeah. in the, the latest Sniper as the FBI oh, agent. Oh, wow. Um, Tom Everett Scott also rocked up in a movie recently. I watched some wow. Irish movie about... Um, uh, it's like Notting Hill set in Ireland and, and he plays the father of the Hollywood star that's pushing this star to, you know, right, right, sign right. a five-deal you know, movie deal. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder what He's now playing the dad. Yeah. yeah. Wow, there you go. Because, yeah, he just, he, he did a few films and then kind of like disappeared. But the movie, like Dead Man on Campus mm. also had um, Alison Hannigan in it. Yes. Uh, and what's her name from Freaks and Geeks? Uh, Linda Cardellini? Yes. She's in it as Poppy well. Poppy Montgomery. Yeah. Jason, Jason Siegel or whatever from How I Met Your Mother. He's the, Yes, yes. Uh, that was a weird thing, going back and re-watching it and seeing him. And I was like, oh my God, all these freaks and geeks people are all in it. It's like this alumni. And yeah, well, and the Buffy connection Not as well. to mention Heartbreak High's own Corey Page was in it. Who was he? I don't know who he is in <laughs> okay, it. Like, yeah, I was like, but you'll know Corey Page's face when you see it. Wow, um, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and do you remember, like, in the 90s, right? Oh, so, I think I know who he is now. Is he the British rocker that's not really British? Could you, be him. You, you're testing me now. Okay. No, because you, as Ben said at the start of the show, I don't watch these films I, ahead I of time. I, re- I, I recall them. Night. <laughs> I recall them. I felt like I needed to. Yes, it is. Yep. Yes, it's the guy that plays the, the, the depressed British rocker. He looks like Benny the Jet. <laughs> uh, Euripides, Euripides, but like a before picture, before he, his face got, you know, was beaten so yes, much that yes. it's changed dimension. But do you remember like back in the day, even still now, movies used to always have a copycat movie that comes along. Yes. So Teacher Mrs. Tingle had Killing Mr. Griffin. That's right. Yeah. Uh, first yep. Daughter had Chasing Liberty. Deep uh, Impact yep. had Armageddon. Yeah. Bugs Life like had Ants. Mission to Mars yeah, had Red Planet. Like, you know. <laughs> but Dead Deep Man Impact on, had Armageddon. Dead Men on Campus. <laughs> Dead Men on Campus had a movie called The Curve that came out at the same yes. time with Matthew Lillard. AKA Dead Man's Curve as it was released in Australia on video. Yeah. Yes, and that Matthew was all Lillard. about the, what was and it called? The, the Pass By Catastrophe myth. Yes. That, yeah. I forgot about this movie. And what's her name's in it too from Felicity? The, oh, Carrie Ann Russell. Carrie Russell. Kerry Russell. Russell. Yeah, 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 that's right. I remember same story, different yes, genre. It came out like about it went straight to video here, and it came out maybe a year or so after. And I remember thinking, 
And this is a rip-off of Dead Man on Campus. <laughs> it's not funny. And it's got Matthew Lillard. Why isn't it funny? <laughs> That's right. And that was directed by the guy that directed Freeloaders, so it should be funny. Whoa, yeah. Well, not, not that Freeloaders was funny. No. Uh, <laughs> don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> and look, yeah. we shouldn't we shouldn't confuse Dead Man on Campus with um, Big Man on Campus. Just no, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Classic. It was just a remake of Big Man on Campus. Oh, man. That, that was, was a doozy. One. That was a good one. I've got to, I want to revisit that. I've only got it on tape. I don't I've know got a feeling. I don't know if it's on. I don't think it has, but I've got a feeling I've got it on tape as well. I need to do that and maybe um, Upworld. And <laughs> Gnorm. Oh, yes. Gnorm. A, a Norm named Gnorm yeah. or whatever. Yeah. A, a gnome named, named Gnorm, Gnorm or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. No. I always thought it was a gnome named Norm. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It is a gnome named Norm. When people yeah. pronounce it Gnome, it's yeah. like it, it freaks me out. It's like, I'm going to goal. Are you going to jail? <laughs> no, I'm going to goal. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met my friend Geoff? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, Yarrett, would you like to uh, yes talk about this movie a bit more? <laughs> sure. Yeah. The soundtrack was fucking phenomenal. Like, I'm not a Marilyn Manson fan. I know you do like the man, mm. uh, Glenn. In today's world, you got to be careful. His you say cover that. of Bowie's uh, <laughs> Golden Years at the start of the movie, phenomenal, <laughs> fucking good. And the eels, eels plays like right toward the end. It was like a great are soundtrack. You, are you saying that Night's Tale? <laughs> Who jazzed up? Well, they didn't really jazz up Golden Years, but they yeah. played in medieval times. Yes, they, yes. Oh, I can't believe that that wasn't. They didn't discover that song. No, no. Yeah, they took it from the from the Dead Man. Dead on Man campus on Campus surface. was there. What? Four How years unrealistic. Before? That yeah, movie is. three or four <laughs> years oh, before. No, <laughs> <laughs> at least in Black Knight, he's from the future. But doesn't Black Knight. Oh yeah, Black 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 I thought we about Knight's Tale. Yeah, I'm same. getting so confused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I haven't seen Black Knight. That's on my list of not sees. Yeah, it's because it's fucking Martin Lawrence. Yeah, it's. I actually really like it. I knew you would, but it's um. He gets the he gets them to do to play like I can't now I can't but you know Brick House or something like that. He gets the the, the oldie oh because yes, he's he's a future guy yes. in the past. Yeah, and it's yeah, the, yeah. A, a night, it's a spaceman in King Arthur's court yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old uh, the old exclusive to rental DVD. Back in those days. Oh, wow, yeah. there you go. Yeah, that's right. It has the rental window, which used to be like fucking 12 months yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Good days, good days. And the funny thing is now it opens in <laughs> theatres 40 days later. I Disney know. just stick it on Disney Plus and it's not even a premium anymore. Sometimes it's like yeah. side by side. I know, it's, it's insane. Like oh, I've been anyway. turning on the Disney Plus and I'm like, what? The Death on the Nile's already on here? This was just in cinemas last week. I'm glad I didn't waste my money. I knew it'd be shit. I haven't watched it yet, but I know it's going to be shit. <laughs> I, nearly watched watch it. It. I nearly watched it last night, to be honest it. with you. I will watch it, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Yeah, nah. Just, I looked and at I'll that poster it. and all those smug faces and yeah. I didn't want to do it. And Kenneth Branagh with a stupid moustache. Like, doesn't he too carry much? this moustache in like a personal case that sits on his face? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to add before we go on to yours? No, but I found I knew, I knew you'd be more enthusiastic about this when you yeah. responded to me. Oh, taking yeah. it from I, you. I love it. Like I, I saw it theatrically. The minute Blockbuster sold it, the X rental tapes, I bought it on tape. Upgraded to DVD. I refused to upgrade to Blu-ray because it's one of these fucking Paramount releases that's really hard to get a hold of, and they've got a premium on it. It's like forty bucks or forty-five. It's not MOD or anything, but it's just limited by some means and doesn't port or have any new special feature content on it. So I'm like, fuck you, I'm keeping the DVD. And then I put it on last night to watch at home and the DVD's non-anamorphic and the TV <sighs> I've got, first thing I've put in that's non-anamorphic, doesn't allow me to put it on letterbox, so I had to watch it stretch the entire movie. And you can oh, imagine how I much. Oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't yeah, do you it. know how much I'd hate that. Yeah, yeah, I know, you can't. I can't change it in the DVD settings. It's grayed out, like in the on the 4K <laughs> player. 
and it's grayed out on the TV. And I'm like, the LG allowed me to do this. Fuck you, Sony. Anyway, so I watched it stretch and it made me very upset. Yeah. But I did enjoy the movie quite a bit. But I have found the linking tissue between this film and the next one. My my recommendation. Well, go straight oh, into right. it. Okay, well, the screenplay. Well, I believe Dead Men on Campus, It's it's got like maybe four writers attached to it. Like someone that wrote the story and then three guys that worked on the screenplay. One of the guys that wrote on the screenplay is actually the screenwriter of my pick, which is Mike White. Mike White, of yeah. course, now has done, you know, the White Lotus, obviously did School of Rock. Yep. This precedes School of Rock, so it was their first collaboration, him working with Jack Black. But he only wrote the film. Yep. It is actually directed by Jake Kasdan as yes. well. In it, he's in it as well. He is. Who, oh, Mike White is. He's yeah. a teacher. Yeah, he's yeah. the teacher. He's fantastic. He's not schneebly, though. He's no schneebly. No, no, but he's pretty good. Like, yeah. he's like... He's great. He's well, reveal, like, reveal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 Ben, you do. You no, do. No, no, you reveal a film. And then oh, I'll, yeah. I'll okay. Sorry that we're going to reveal the part that he plays in. It's a very minor part. But anyway, uh, look, the film, the principal cast is Colin Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't told us what the film is. No, no. Oh, I haven't told you the name of the film. No, no, okay. Oh, no, sorry. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I okay. didn't want to start talking Yeah, I didn't even realize I hadn't good We're both sitting going, come on. Come on. Well, this movie was released the very same year as Crossroads. And I got to say the word again. I mean, it we is, know what it is, it but is, the people oh, listening yeah. don't. Better soundtrack than Crossroads, as much as I like oh, the soundtrack. Oh, such a good soundtrack. I'll tell you what it's about. Now, I'll tell you the title. <laughs> it's Orange County. Yeah. It's Orange County. Okay. This is a great OC. film. Great I always thought movie. the TV series was based on this movie. I was, I, that's what I was hoping when it, got, <laughs> yeah. when it got announced. And then I watched it. And I was like, this is nothing like it, but I like it. Vividly <laughs> remember <laughs> seeing this at the cinema. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I actually saw it. I was in the States at the time, and it had come out on DVD, and I felt like I was waiting an eternity for it to come out in cinemas in Australia. So I grabbed the DVD from uh, Tower Records at the time, and to this very day, it's the same DVD mm. I've got of this this movie. Case? No, no, no. It was it was um, two thousand and two, so we'd graduated to the Amaray by that point, thankfully. Um, but yeah, Colin Hanks, Jack Black, and then there's a lot of support cast, like incredible support cast, like Catherine O'Hara's mother, Ramis? Harold Ramis in a in a mm. bit part, like along it was the with first time I'd seen him in incredible something. Incredible in a long time. Ben Stiller, Chevy Chase, mm. Jane Adams, oh, um, Gary Marshall, yeah. Lily Tomlin, um, John Lithgow is Colin Hanks' father in it. But the Carly Pope, I think, pops up in it. Very yes. Don't know who she is though. She's I the. She's I don't know the, who she is though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who is she? What's she been in? I don't know. <laughs> either, it's either porn or Hallmark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. kind of the bitchy. Oh yes, girl. yes, the the pretty bitchy one. The, yes. Oh has, yes, she is very pretty. Yes, she's she the pretty the bitchy great, one. And, and she bangs the the. the oh yes, the, the nerd. Janitor, the, the oh, she does. Yes, yes, yes. She's got a lot of kids. sordid sex stories that can be yeah. used against her, so that they can. Yeah, hey, I, d- I don't remember Nat, Fax- the... Nat Faxon in this. Who? Nat Faxon. Who's Nat? Is he like the brother? Um, no, that's Jack Black. That guy. No, like the. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the he's the um guy that tries to pick up Colin Hanks' girlfriend at the frat party when, when they, they go to butterfly. visit Stanford. Yeah, and yes, the second time they do Butterfly because the first time with Butterfly is yeah, because he's the guy that directed girl. the Way Way Back. Oh wow, yeah, he's yeah. always I always find him as a funny, quirky character, and seeing him in Orange County, seeing him so young in this, and kind of playing supposed to be like a jock, sort of handsome jock lead, but I always yeah. felt like he does look like. Goofy looking, like a yeah. Jack Shepard sort of Owen yeah, Wilson kind of character. I always thought he was the kind of guy that you got when you wanted to have 
someone who looked like they were 40 pretending to be a high school student. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Because he's always yeah. had that kind of weird, yes, yes. almost old man face. Or, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. He would have gone well in Dawson's Creek. But anyway, the premise of this movie <laughs> is that uh, Colin Hanks's character has a bit of a change in lifestyle when his friend dies in a surfing accident and decides that finds a book on the beach and decides he wants to become a writer. And that's when he just starts studying and, you know, giving up all these like, you know, fun time activities and being a high school student. Oh, super wealthy, super wealthy. Yeah. They don't, he's got no responsibilities. Mm. He's got no job at a fast food, you know, outlet while he's not, he's, he can literally just do what he wants, but he he does channel it all into studying and admittedly he does get good grades. But his whole family are like shocked. Mm. That he's oh yeah, that he wants to do anything. Yeah, yeah, like and his family is super dysfunctional. Jack Black's like a pretty much a drug addict. Yeah, the parents are split. The mother's remarried another sort of wealthy guy who's like almost comatose in Bob in his wheelchair. Yeah, and then John Lithgow's married Leslie Mann, who's mm. significantly yeah. younger than him, and possibly having sex with the gardener, the Mexican gardener. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, but by by the end of it all, I guess the the lesson he sort of learns is he's aspiring to be a writer. And he realizes he doesn't have to go to Stanford where he's wanted to go to study, where he's the author of his favorite novel, Teachers, um, that he learns that he wants to stay in the OC because the people around him and the place he is that inspires him to write, even if it's writing against, you know, these these things that should be holding you back. That's the strength of a writer. But the, the conceit of the film is that his uh, high school transcript is accidentally switched with another student who's basically a loser yeah. And that goes to Stanford. So he's rejected. So then his mission is to get into Stanford one way or another. And it's really over the course of maybe like 48 hours that it all happens. And yeah. it's, there's a lot of crazy, and it is, I love these type of movies, those mm. escalation kind of comedies where yeah. it's in a, a short span of time and you're just following the character and just everything seemingly gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. But um, it is hilarious from start to finish. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's a feel good movie. It's got an incredible soundtrack, social distortion story of my life plays throughout the movie. The 90s really yeah. focused on soundtracks. Like, you, was, like yeah, yeah, the MTV movie soundtracks yeah. were phenomenal. But like even like your Garden State type movies. Oh yeah, and yeah, totally. Like that. Um, yeah. Reality yeah. Bites, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I really loved about the movie. And, and I had a similar kind of feeling when I was in high school and I thought I couldn't wait to get to uni because mm. I thought all the dead shit that I go to high yeah. school with. yeah won't be there. Yeah. Like they'll all, yeah. of course, I fucking went to uni in 1998, 1997, yeah. where uni is free. Everyone got in. Yeah. Like yeah. TAFE yeah. wasn't really a thing anymore. Like it, it was, but, but not, yeah. like not for like, you know, most yeah. people weren't becoming tradies. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. and then when you get there, you realize it's the same dead shits. Yes. And, and you're one of them. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a little bit more open, but there's, it's the, still the same kind of clicks. There's, it's almost like there's very little clicks because no one really wants to be there if they don't have to. And that's when you go, yeah. do I have to go to the lecture? I know I've got to go to the tute because they'll mark me absent if I don't go, but I yeah. can get away without going to the lecture and they didn't stream anything on the internet. Maybe they'd have lecture <laughs> notes you could access or something, but yeah, it was essentially you would see people on campus. You're like, I fucking hated that guy in high school. Or that guy was a fucking, he put me through the ringer and, He's yeah. in the same. What the fuck is he studying? How's yeah, he even he here? here? Yeah. yeah, and that's and it's exemplified in yeah. in OC. Yes, in Orange County with that with that girl that, that he makes. Song, yes, he makes that girl, and he thinks yeah. she likes you know 
actually likes English literature. And then at the party, reveals, no, I'm just basically reading because I have to and I'm going to read the Cliffs yeah. Notes. And then, yes, next, this, that, that choreographed dance yeah, to Butterfly, they, they Crazy Town's Butterfly. At, yeah, they do it at yeah. the graduation. All the high school girls do it. Yes. And then he gets to uni thinking it's going to be this bastion of education and yes. he's going to meet his people. Yep. And then it's just the same jocks doing the same choreographed same dance. Same old shit, yeah. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. But so, loads of cameos, including um, the husband of Phoebe Cates. Because that's what he should be known Kevin for. He, the, the guy that the guy that won at life. Yeah. <laughs> he made a couple movies, you know, turned yeah. in some good performances. But at the end of the day, he is the husband of you know possibly the greatest woman alive, <laughs> apart from my wife, obviously, but the greatest woman not in my life, mm. but, yeah, but yeah, elsewhere. But and just to bring it back. To the, fast times at Victorian. No, no. Because no. <laughs> okay. it's basically. I'm willing to go there. But no, what, what I was Big talking chill. about before you before you mentioned the title, that Mike White yeah. scene. He's the teacher. Mm. Uh, he's um, Colin Hanks's teacher. Yes. And he hands in this. He's been working all summer on this uh, story, this short story, and he hands it in. And Mike White is the teacher. He goes. Says, well, there's a lot of words in it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't read it all, but I gave you an A. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the greatest. Yeah, no, it's a really cool film. And like, I, I remember having, I, I think I was working in a cinema and we were trailering the movie and we had posters up for it. For whatever reason, it just got pushed back constantly by, by Paramount. Well, and so by the time I got to the States and saw it at Tower Records, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy it because God knows when it's going to open. I think I ended up opening a month. How did like one of those Hellboy, like Hellboy when it was out on yeah. TV Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The they were the days when, when films were on, thir- yeah, Saving Silverman, a.k.a. Evil Woman. Yeah. They were on 35 mil prints and they only Stealing struck Harvard. a certain <laughs> amount of prints. Yeah, and they would, they would put those prints all around the world. So by the time that they would get to Australia, if it wasn't like an A movie... They wouldn't strike new prints for it, and we would get the well-beaten fucking film print yeah. or something that had done the world over, and finally rocked up to our shores six to twelve months later. Take me back. How yeah. did you connect this to Phoebe Cates again? Uh, because she's married to Kevin Klein. Uh, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein plays the writer in a very small cameo at the end of the movie. Okay, and yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and he mm. was in the Big Chill, which um, Jake Kasdan's dad directed. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I do love Kevin Klein. Though. I think he's an exceptional actor. I like do it, too. He's a great dramatic actor. He's a great comedic actor and he seems like a really have you gentlemanly chap. have you watched the big chill trilogy what? there's three films in that trilogy no, that lawrence kazan directed what, what the second one i think was la story i love la story and then the third one LA was the third one was yeah. it's uh, a couple of years ago oh, no, you, you, do you, miss, Dar- you mean grand canyon Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon, yes. Grand Canyon. I only rewatched Grand Canyon Sorry. recently. Love that Grand movie. Canyon. And Great then the movie. third one is uh, Darling Companion with oh. Diane Keaton and, and um, Kevin Klein. I haven't seen that. That's, it's, it's, it's I like you were going to say, this isn't... <laughs> what is it? This isn't... Uh, what's the name of the first film? <laughs> Big Chill. Big Chill. This, this isn't mm. the Big Chill. It's a triple X parody. Oh. The third <laughs> <laughs> the well, anyway, there's My a trilogy there, people. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense because, yeah, Grand Canyon does feel like a spiritual sequel to yeah. um, and this, and the, and Big Chill. Way going on a digression yeah, here, but yeah. Darling Companion is all about... Uh, husband and wife that live in the wilderness, like yeah, in like yeah. a cabin, and their dog goes missing. Right, and so right. they call in all their friends to help uh, them look for okay, the dog, yep, and yep. then it turns into the big chill. Like it's a weekend looking for this dog, and as they each go on their own, like we'll team up and go in this direction, we'll go in this direction, they have yeah. conversations as they go. Oh, great. And it is a, yeah, it's a pretty nice film. I'm going to have to track that down because, yeah, I, I admittedly, maybe when I see the artwork, I'll, I'll remember it, but yeah, I, I don't think I've heard well, of anyway, it. Well, anyway, Orange yeah. County, thank you very much, mate. Pleasure.
Good Movie Monday is made possible with the support of people like Viewlorium. Viewlorium is a streaming platform for rare and obscure movies, and it's absolutely free. They also have a catalogue full of kids' flicks, classic movies, foreign cinema, and more. Visit Viewlorium.com today to see what it's all about. Uh, there is a movie in 2006 that I wonder if you guys have seen. It's called The Fist Put Way. Yes. You've seen this? Danny McBride. Oh, my God. It's a movie that made Danny McBride. Yeah, yeah it exactly. Is. Yeah, it it's is. an MTV movie and it's um, it's, I guess it's MTV trying to capture lightning in a bottle twice yeah. because they're kind of hoping it would hit the same chord as Napoleon Dynamite. Totally. Because it's kind of like the Rex Quando stuff from yeah. Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, I'm glad you've both seen it because then you'll know what I'm talking about. But this is a different beast. <laughs> but no, Ben Ben knows of it, but he hasn't seen, okay. it. Hasn't seen it. But okay. I've seen it, Glenn. I'm here with you. It's really <laughs> fucking funny. Like it's probably overstays its welcome a bit, but mm. um, I like a movie that overstays its welcome. It serves as like I guess it's a prototype for everything that Danny McBride has done since. Totally, totally. Um, and he's so baby faced in it. Yeah, he's super really young, young, super young. So he plays Fred, who's an arrogant loser who runs a Taekwondo school. And he just thinks he's the fucking best thing since Bruce mm. Willis. In fact, he thinks he could take Bruce Willis. <laughs> do you remember there's a scene probably where... Could, probably could do it There's now. a scene where he's, his idol is on the screen and it's yeah. like a Rex Kondo kind yes, of guy, like a yeah. Chuck Norris. And he's saying to this kid, he goes, you know, the kid says, do you think that guy could beat Bruce Will, um, Bruce Lee? <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. goes, not only would he take Bruce Lee, he'd wipe the floor with him. You know? <laughs> and then he looks at Danny McBride and says, do you think you could take Bruce Lee? He goes, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, it's it's kind of shot in an almost documentary style because mm. it's very handheld in the way it's done, but um, it, but it, it isn't. It's a narrative yeah. very similar to Napoleon Dynamite. But what I love about this is just it's a bit it's about his arrogance. It's all yeah. about his arrogance. And the whole premise of this film is he ends up finding out that his wife is fucking everyone at her office, <laughs> and so he's just he feels emasculated. Mm. So he's got to prove his manliness. Yeah. And so he just takes on the only people he can beat are people weaker than mm. him so he beats the shit out of kids mm. he beats the shit out of women beats the shit out of old people and <laughs> yeah. thinks he's a fucking yeah. star yeah. and it is just fucking hilarious but it's also directed by Jody Hill who went on to do uh, Observe and Report oh yes and, yes. and dark. the that was dark I thought that was going to be um, a lot lighter and, and he directed and then, speaking of movies that uh, had uh, the same similar ones come out Paul Blart yeah Malkoff, that was always yes. the, that was always yeah, the thing for true. sure that's right and yeah. there's a story behind those two as well right. I think there's some crossover creativity that uh, got fractured yeah um, but, but there was no male nudity in um, <laughs> Paul Blart though he also directed Thank the you. the legacy of White Tail Deer Hunter with Josh Brolin which was a pretty weird one but he's also the he creator is playing Russian roulette. He's the, he's <laughs> the creator. <laughs> this makes sense. He's the creator of Eastbound and Down. Yes. And he's the creator yes. of Vice Principals. So yes, both Danny McBride, he, um, he also yeah. produced The Righteous Gemstones. And he directed oh, cool. episodes of The New Peacemaker, The New James Gunn. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard thing. good things. Yeah, but anyway, the other point of reference for this one uh, is it's the first Gary Sanchez production, which was oh, yes. Will... Um, Will Ferrell and um, yeah. what's his name? Um, Adam, Adam McKay. McKay. Yes. Yeah. Before they're falling out. Because yeah, now they've got the, there's another Sanchez production mm. company that have done like the Jill Sanchez production yeah. company. But I believe that was half publicity stunt that falling mm. out they had. Yeah. Because yeah, I think yeah. they're still kind of working together. Yeah. Wasn't it just Adam McKay didn't want to make stupid comedies anymore? Yeah. But Will, and apparently Will Ferrell took offense to that. Mm. Right. And it was the falling out. Yeah. But I kind of think they spun that for their own, yeah. you know. <laughs> benefit but mm. anyway I guess the best way to describe the fist foot way is if they took Rex Kondo Napoleon Dynamite and mixed it with Beverly Hills Ninja mm. and Tonga Ninja uh, so if you like all those things then it's a, it's a gumbo of Tonga Ninja goodness. the best thing about Tonga Ninja is the DVD of Tonga Ninja well, and the intro 
Yeah, Tonga Ninja. <laughs> Always guaranteed to get twenty to thirty dollars on eBay for that one. If you ever see it in sales, I have it somewhere. Yeah, if you want to sell it, sell it. Twenty to thirty bucks any day. Every awesome. Day. Every day. All, All day. day. All right. Well, because we're um, we're really pressed for time now. Do you want to take uh, Ben? Do you want to take over and do your next <laughs> no, one? No, I've got another one. I've got another <laughs> one. <laughs> he says oh, as he's looking straight in Jarrett's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Jarrett's the co-host. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about the perfect score from 2004. Oh, yes. yeah. 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 I, I really like this film. Funnily enough, it's another film that it has 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, and there was another film that came out around the same time, I want to say, like, maybe... Better Luck Tomorrow? Year. Cheaters. Cheaters, yes. That Cheaters. was around 2001, 2002, so it might have preceded this one by about, what, two years or something? Was this 2003, 2004? Uh, 2004, yeah. yeah. Mm, and yeah. funnily enough... yeah. You mentioned Better Luck Tomorrow. Yeah. There, there was a lot of criticism at the time yeah. because this movie went out on like 2,000 screens. Mm. Better Luck Tomorrow, which was had actually had something to say yeah. and was a proper movie about um, you know, teens and mm. uh, teenage struggles, came out in like 200 cinemas. Yeah. Right, yeah. A very limited release. And then if you if you draw a long bow, you can, you can say there's a racial There's a racial bias, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, you know, for what it is, mm. I thoroughly enjoy the film. I, I enjoy the perfect score. It. The perfect score. Yeah, me too. I think it's great. Um, mm. it, it is a lot of fun. Like, it, you know, and rightfully so, people do say it's kind of like a Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. you know, kind of movie. And I, I guess it is because it's, you know, six, is it six? Six or so desperate, uh, disparate mm. uh, students who don't really have anything to do with each other in school. Well, two of them do, but yep. the rest. Mm. And this is one of those kind of things where you watch movies with American high schools and we don't understand it here when the classes are so big that you can. Just not know other people True. in the same year level. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you're not stuck in a class with them for six years. So when you're like in the breakfast club, you have detention, but you don't know who you're yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like it's an amazing cast for the time. This is all pretty much most of them before they were famous. Mm. So it's Chris Evans and Erica Christensen. Yep. Brian Greenberg, mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson, who is kind oh, of... Oh, wow. It's so, been that long. She's kind of like a punky kind of chick, isn't yeah. she? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been that um, long since I've seen it. I didn't realise she was in it. Yeah. And she's like... And Erica Christensen is the like the good-looking one. Right. What do like, I know her how, from? I know the name. What do uh, I know Traffic her from? and Oh, that swimmer. she sees the daughter in Traffic. She's the daughter yeah, in Traffic. Yeah, Michael she's Douglas kind of... And um, Upside yep. of Anger and all that kind of stuff. She kind of disappeared. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. That's Kevin Costner, isn't it? Upside of Anger, yeah. I was disappointed with that. Joan Allen and stuff. It's... What's his name? Mike Bender. Mike Mike Bender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he directed um, that comic store doco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really. I actually, I actually really liked, mm. really liked Upside of Anger. It's one of that you, I think, deserves a second. So a, I might a give it another shot. Yeah. Um, a ru- rumor. The other one I did. I gave that a second shot. The rumors one where they, you know, where it's all like, is she the, is she oh, the, Mrs. Um, Robinson? Oh, the from, Mrs. Robinson thing. Yes. The best one is Sex Monster, where he wants to have Sex a Sex Monster. It's Mike Binder is married to oh, Mariel Hemingway, and he wants yeah. to have a three-way with. Missy Kreider, this girl at work, who's kind right. of up for it, and he's like, "Let's let's fucking do this," but it backfires on him when Missy Kreider and Meryl Hemingway, who's against it, but kind of <laughs> he gets pressured into it. Uh, ah. They kind of hit it off, and Meryl Hemingway just becomes this like lesbian sex addict who wow. just can't get enough and is constantly yeah, yeah. trying to fuck other women. And Mike Binder is like. It's like he, he, she keeps going, yeah, we'll have a threesome, we'll have another threesome. But then they start before he gets there, and then when he tries to join in, they kind of <laughs> kick him out of the bed, and it's just him slowly going insane. Oh, that's great. Uh, I've got to it, see that. But uh, so Chris Evans, so who else? Uh, Leonardo Nam is in this, who's actually like an Aussie. Well, he's as Aussie as Mel Gibson and Nicole Kidman, shall we say, <laughs> yeah. uh, who's great, but he pops up in a bunch of stuff. 
uh, here and there now, but he's great in this as like one of the stoner kids. But so they, so all these kids kind of come together because they're all their their futures are kind of all dependent on doing the SATs, and for one reason or another, all of them have kind of don't think they're going to be able to pass and get the score that yep. they need. So they decide to break into the the SAT college council or whatever it is who, who do the SATs, steal the test and. Uh, so they can get all the answers. Right, right, right. And well, the, ca- the cover right like there, I've got the cover out. It says it's um, Breakfast Club meets Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, good ah, description. Go. Yeah, yeah. So they good. they kind of perform a heist. Yeah. That would have been yeah. the pitch. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, and it's pretty good. Vanessa Angel pops up. Oh, I loved like, her. She's only in from one Kingpin bit, and, from um, Kingpin and the TV series. She's the nipple. She's the, yeah. she's the nipple woman from Kingpin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The fridge. The one who's always yeah. Yeah, getting your drinks. Yeah. She's not. She, she's <laughs> the. She's the one that's not Lin Shay. Yeah. <laughs> you better practice your tongue exercises. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wish you wish Lin Shay. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, you mentioned earlier. Oh, he pops yeah. up as the Stoner brother. It must have been when he oh, was. Wow. He was definitely doing a no small parts. Uh, yeah, that was his Shaggy day. Who was it? Who did you say? Matthew Lillard. Matthew yeah. Lillard. Yeah, Shaggy. just Shaggy in day. between the two Scooby Doo movies. Mm. Yeah. Monsters Unleashed being the sequel. It's, Haven't it's seen it yet. Far superior good to things. the first one. That's yeah. what it's I've heard. It's like the Godfather of Two of Scooby Doo movies. Damn straight. Yeah. yeah, and it's such a kind of a thankless part because he's Chris Evans' older um, washout brother. That's why the the pressure's on Chris Evans because Matthew Lillard was such a total fuck up yeah. uh, that his yeah. parents have pinned all their hopes on. And him. Is, this is Chris Evans with his hair spiked up, yeah, like at the yeah, front, the fringe, is, the fringe that spiked up. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is very much not another teen movie, Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, but yeah, but people just don't notice that he looks like Chris Evans. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, future uh, Captain America for fuck's sake. And yeah, this is also one of those movies where I and Black Widow. Everyone, no, I still haven't seen it, no, but, but I've got, got it. This is the fucking Marvel alumni. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Oh my god, it's, it's crazy. It's Marvel before Marvel, and she yeah. does. There is a fantasy sequence where they all go through their reasons for why they're doing it and how the heist is going to go. And Scarlett Johansson's one is basically she turns into um, uh, Carrie Ann Moss from Matrix. Oh and she's yes, she's wearing yes. like the black leather and she's doing martial arts, and you're like, this is. <laughs> It's like her addition for Black Widow. Yeah, wow. Well ahead of its uh, time. It's, yeah, and it's pretty, it's, it's a pretty damn entertaining movie, I think. Hey, I thoroughly enjoy this it. This is directed by Brian Robbins. Didn't and he do is, Varsity Blues? Well, now this is the thing. Okay, okay so okay, yes. Okay, here we go. Directed by Brian Robbins, who was the star, one of the kids from Head of the Class. He was an, act, an actor before. Oh, Head of the Class. I love that series. The it's, 80s TV show. He's yeah. made movies that I like that other people probably don't. He's Varsity Blues, Good Burger, <laughs> Ready to Rumble. Oh, Good Burger. Meet Dave, yes. Norbert. Ready to Rumble. He, he pre- oh, Meet Dave. Yeah, he, Meet I Dave. reckon that's an underrated later Eddie Murphy film. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Um, he produced <laughs> the, the, Summer it, Catch, Big Fat Liar, The To-Do List, and... And uh, good movie Monday favorite Wild Hogs. <laughs> Didn't he do like a thousand words as well, like that other Eddie Murphy movie? Oh, I think so. Yes, yes, yeah. he did. Oh, is that the one with the dad trying to um, impress his daughter? Oh no, it's a shit movie. The it's thing like... that's most amazing about him, though, is that he is now the president president of Paramount. Yes, yes, wow. yes. That's exactly why I. I was... Well, he's um... if anything, but loyal. Yeah. Because like all those films, they're all Paramount films. So he's he's been like a studio director. He's worked and then his way up. Yeah. Wow. And this the movie is written by uh, Mark Hyman, who uh, is responsible for uh, the fantastic Osmos Osmoses Jones, <laughs> which I really like. And he uh, and he managed to direct this post. I mean, write this post. Did you say this is the writer of Osmosis Jones? Writer of, I don't know. How did that happen? Yeah. I thought he would have been blacklisted after, after Osmosis Jones. I, I think Os- <laughs> Osmosis Jones is a great movie. <laughs> uh, but uh, but also by. Um, 
I think one of Danny's favourites, mm. your, your lovely wife Danny's mm. favourites, well, not maybe not so much, Mark Schwann, who created One Tree Hill. Yes, she loves One Tree Hill. Yes. He's now been, his career's over because in 2018 it came out that he uh, he uh, has multiple charges of uh, sexual harassment claims oh, against him and he's, no. he's out of the business. Damn. He's done. So I wonder if I wonder if that's how. Wow. Yeah. This Just is a, premier, a, a message to everyone. Like moving forward, keep your hands to yourselves. Yeah. It's a career. It's a career killing well, thing. It's, like it's one of those things. Yeah. Like, listen yeah. to me, Frank. Yeah. Frank, <laughs> if you want to have a career now, don't be a dick. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, yeah, but uh, wow. so that's that's uh, that's perfect score. MTV movie yeah, definitely yeah. worth checking out. Yeah, I just want to mention because uh, you know all of these movies are not readily available mm. on streaming, right? Like you can't just jump on any of the yep. local streaming things. You have to pay three ninety nine yeah. from iTunes yeah, whomever to get it, right? Whatever, Which yeah. is crazy. And this is my main concern. This one goes out to what's his name, Mark. My no, Brian Robbins. No, the chap that's the uh, head of Paramount. Yeah, Brian Robbins. Yeah, Brian, Brian Robbins. Sorry, yeah, yeah Brian Robbins. Paramount Plus in Australia is, is shit, yep. right? It is shit. It's, I don't subscribe to it, but my, my father-in-law do. does. Mm. And so that's the one he subscribes to. Meanwhile, I do Binge, Netflix, <laughs> Amazon. And it I know there's another TV one. Shows. It's good there's for TV lot. shows. Shit for yeah. films. Yep. Totally, totally horrible. But the worst part about it is it barely has any Paramount catalog films, mainly Warner catalog films. And so none of these MTV movies are on there at all, which fucking sucks. It is because I, I wanted to, say, to watch Crossroads. I wanted to revisit the Perfect Score. I couldn't, you know, I didn't have them on DVD. I'm, sh- I'm shocked that you yeah. didn't have them in one of the bu- in one of your. No, because uh, I've, I've sold them. I've sold them all. Sold them all. But I have yeah. to say, like, it is one of those um, weird things. Like, I remember I had to go and do it in America uh, mm. to, to use a VPN to try and subscribe to the Warner Brothers to the Warner uh, Archive yeah. VOD platform, which. Like you could do it over, you could access it here using a VPN, but mm. you, you couldn't put your credit card in. That was ah, the issue. Yeah. Mm. So overseas, I was able to do it. Yes. And then come back and, and yeah. access it. It had fuck all Warner Brothers titles. Yeah. Like it had Warner Brothers yeah, titles. Right. But compared, considering that Warner Brothers famously yes. have, at least back in like 2016, so it's more now, but they had 7,000 films in their, yeah. their catalogue. 5,000 had come out on VHS, yeah. 3,000 yeah. on DVD, yeah. 500 movies on the platform. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Fucking hell. I mean, it's like Disney Plus now. It's, it's it, The promise yeah. of everything is just... Look, I mean, <laughs> but yeah. I, they, I, that's the other one I subscribe to now, I remember. But the thing I do like about Disney Plus is they're, they're doing really good TV shows now. Yeah, yeah but I, I care about all the classics you know. and like, you know, I mean, the, look, the wonderful oh, world man, of Disney. I would, love, yeah. I would love it. And and I would really love the Touchstone catalogue and the yeah. Hollywood pictures yep. and all of those ones. Like, what if I want to watch Steakout? What if yeah. I want to watch another Steakout? <laughs> that is Probably why, not my friend, happen. I have my exactly. yeah. That's yeah. why yeah. I've got yeah. both of them on DVD. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, down out. Yes, Outrageous Fortune. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I can I can understand not dropping them all mm. at, at one once. time, no. but a rotational but, but thing. Build, no, just, just build it, build it. Yeah. Like yeah. every month, there should be 10, a Shelley Long, a Shelley Long month where you've <laughs> yeah. got you know Hello True, again and True Beverly Hills. Well, that wasn't a. Um, you could call it a Shelley month long, but similar ones. <laughs> yeah. She's done quite a few. She did um, Outrageous Fortune, Beverly Hills Troop. <laughs> no, well, yeah, well, yeah, the crossover. I don't even think what's his name is on VOD. The um, what's the one with Michael Keaton and bonds when they were oh night shift that's yeah. warner but i've just got i've got the blu-ray on the way i've got the dvd but now i've upgraded but the blu-ray. other thing is we're that talking about like you know this guy is now in charge of paramount he's come up through the ranks yes. of making these standalone films that are quite yeah edgy yes. i guess yes he should have all people put some effort into making more but you know what he has done 
Good Burger came out on Blu-ray, and I reckon that's purely him. <laughs> because I just thought, what an odd choice. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's a huge fan that base of this movie that we just didn't know existed, and it's come out on Blu-ray. So I was like, oh, but now I know why. Because yeah. the head of the studio. But that's, <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, is that he's he's become the head of the studio. He's mm. replacing Nick Giannopoulos, who was the pretty much... The Wolf Boy. No, I think it's... A, yeah, similar. Yeah, I think it, I think it is, yeah. actually. I think it is him. Yeah. I think it's Nick Giannopoulos. Uh, it's something like that. Something yeah. Greek. yeah. But he was replaced because he was the, he got into all the trouble like during lockdown. He tried to without without telling any of the talent. He was taking away from the theatrical release of these big Paramount movies ah. and putting them straight on Paramount Plus to try and build yes. right the service. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. And um, I zoned out at some point there. I'm lost. Yeah. Like, and, and he was yeah obviously yeah. <laughs> the one that sold and coming to America off to Amazon. And Amazon right, and okay. like clearing the Paramount back slate, on board. Theatrical it all went like at the moment, the big thing in that streaming service, in all the streaming services, and the business of it is, mm. is is exclusive content that they create that goes straight to streaming in order to build their subscriber base. Mm. Yeah. When yep. they're paying absolutely zero attention to library. Yes. Whereas anyone yes. who's ever worked in a video store knows that your bread and butter is the yes. weekly section. Yep. It's not new release. New Agreed. release is yeah. flash in the pan once a week. Weeklies yes. is multiple titles. It's absolutely. rediscovery. It's, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. It's, it's history, and it's, and it's yeah. even. It's not even about watching them. It's about being able to watch them. Yes, you can go on the them. thing and go. Yeah. Oh, it's got this. It's got this. It's got yes. even if you don't watch it. It's like that's what happened. That's why Netflix was blamed for putting video stores out of business because at the start when they yeah. couldn't actually get yeah. content, yeah. they were buying all these libraries yeah. of shit, yeah, you know, B and C grade films. And that's what was on Netflix. Totally. And all the video stores kind of started going out of business because their weekly sections were dying because yeah, I could just yeah. watch it all for free. Totally. Yeah. As those contracts expired, they didn't bother renewing them. All those movies now have disappeared. If it yeah. wasn't for places like Shout Factory and Indicator yeah. yes. and stuff, putting, yeah. A, yeah. and they only put a few of them out. Yeah. Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah. Like a, a really small amount of these films yeah. are coming out on these yeah. um, labels. Those movies are, might as well be... Yeah. Might as well not, not exist because you just can't get no, them anymore. No, because there, there are studios that won't play ball with the with the boutique labels, mm. some of the larger studios, and they like will Warner hold Brothers back. Like Paramount one. don't. Yeah, Warner Brothers, there's few exceptions that they'll do for labels over time. And I mean, it was a know. big deal when um, Draft House, was it Draft House, got Miss 45? Yes, like yeah, was absolutely. A, how did they get, like everyone did they in the business was that going, how did they Warner? get this yeah. But tell me this, you guys would yeah. know more than I do. Mm-hmm. Like, So Paramount own these films, they've got their own platform, why yeah. don't they just put them on? It would make sense. Like, it, it wouldn't cost them anything. Make perfect sense. I have no idea, I have no right. idea locally why Paramount Plus is geared the way it is because honestly, if you were to go through the selection of movies on there, you would see a quarter of those movies would be Paramount titles and three quarters of them are Warner. Like, I looked at, in October, I went and had a look to see what horror content they might have put up there because they had the new Paranormal Activity they dumped to Paramount+. Plus. They had every single one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets that sit with Warner, Mm. you know, uh, but they didn't have one single Friday the 13th film. And I'm like, hang on, you own seven of them. Warner owns the first. But was that tied up with another platform at the time? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't. I don't think so. But it's like, it's those, it's very odd. Like, yeah. you go on there and you go, okay, of course they're going to have the Godfather or something. Yeah. And maybe they've got that at the moment because of the fortieth anniversary and everything of that. I know nature. what you're saying. And the fiftieth anniversary. The is it the fiftieth anniversary of God? We're yeah. getting old. I know. Yeah. Oh. The weird thing is too is that these are relatively recent films. It's not yes. like yeah. those '80s films where they have There's or '70s n- films totally. where they have. 
problems with the soundtrack because they sure. haven't licensed it yeah. for yes, anything yes. outside of totally. TV and or there's no scan. Video. They haven't done a HD scan. These, These films all are all exist, a lot and of them the shot digitally. Be up to yes. date. Yeah. So <laughs> it's well, ridiculous. Alright, um hit a nerve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <makes> it, <laughs> I'm sure anger. this is one of those things though. Like yeah. we routinely bitch about certain certain people who go unnamed who bitch about yes. uh, locally produced DVDs and why don't they have this and why aren't they doing that and why isn't as yeah. good as the American one? Mm. Uh, and blah blah blah, and you're like, you just you don't understand the yeah. costs involved, yep. yes, the and the lack of retailer support and all this sort of stuff. Absolutely. I wonder, are there, is there internal machinations inside the, the studio businesses True. that don't allow them? Well, to I, I certainly know a couple True. of people that could um, bear yeah. that in mind because uh, yeah. when I see message boards, why don't you do this? It's oh, like fucking angry. Like, come on, so yeah. get a clue. But um, we're pretty much hit the end of the show. Uh, let's reel off a bunch just off the top of my head. Uh, better luck tomorrow. <laughs> We mentioned uh, mm. Zoolander's one. Oh yeah, that's right. Zoolander won. Yeah. Uh, no man. No one. Man. Nobody has talked about Pootie Tang on this show. Is that, is that because it's Louis C.K. and we don't want to be cancelled? Well, right. he did just win a Grammy for best that's comedy. That's true. I was going. So I think I you was, can talk about him again. Uh, I was thinking about yeah. it, but I couldn't find my DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Aeon Flux. Do you remember a, that one? Yes. Because that was the live action adaptation of, of an the MTV liquid car, Blue, liquid yeah. television. Was that the name of yeah, it? Liquid the, TV, yeah, yeah, liquid TV. Yeah, yeah. stop loss. Stop loss. Was that Ryan Phillippe? Yes. And the, what's her name? The, or the Iraq Abby, War. Abby Tucker. Uh, Abby. What's her name? No, it's Amanda Seyfried. Oh, okay. Yes, right. So it's not the one where those two met and split up the relationship between. This is war film. Reese Witherspoon and um, and Ryan Phillippe. I thought Abby Abby, Abby Cornish? Cornish. Yeah. I thought that was the um, <laughs> the computer one. <laughs> Anyway, oh, no, that's on antitrust. She's antitrust? not in that. No. no, no, this is a PTSD movie. Uh, Pro- I that movie. Project yeah. Almanac, Hustle and Flow. Project Almanac is a later, later entry, and yeah. it's actually really cool. Yeah, really underrated. Cool. That was like a found footage sort of shot one yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe Hustle and Flow was like really good. Oscar. Mm. Yeah, that actually, quality. that's another one that did get nominated for an Oscar for best original song. I don't Coach know Carter. Was, um, I love Coach whip Carter. Whip that trick. Yeah. Whip that trick. Blades of Glory. I liked Blades of Glory. Very funny. John Heater and what's it? Will Farrell. Will yeah. Farrell and uh, and Will Annette. Will yes, Annette was Will the Annette. the competition. And isn't the girl from Pam from The Office in it as well? She's in it, and Amy Poehler I think might be in it as well. And who can yeah. forget uh, Varsity Blues? <laughs> <laughs> Had to get it in there. Yes, of course. Uh, Jarrett, of course. it's been a pleasure having you here, mate. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. I had a ball talking about. It. I had a ball revisiting all of these films and. And now I'm desperate to actually watch Crossroads because Danny's seen it and she said it was, I would like it. And she was right about a walk in the, not a walk in the clouds. A walk to remember. A walk to remember. Oh yes. yeah, Nicholas Sparks. I like that. Yes, very touching. <laughs> but not in a skeletal way. Yeah, this, this movie's about touching in a different way. Yeah. A more enjoyable yeah. way. So uh, next week, as we said, Brian Yuznit on the show. Very excited about that. We're going to be discussing secret society movies on the show. So make sure oh, you get yourself skulls. ready. The skulls. Yeah. <laughs> the skulls. Here's, here's me thinking skulls two and three. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, the trilogy. <laughs> uh, but big thank you to Guillermo and the lads from Bonehead Weekly. Head across to their social media pages. Also, catch me on Up Late with Chloe on Wednesday night. That's a lot of fun. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> Here is a song from Varsity Blues. It is uh, run by Collective Soul, which it's fucking sappy, but kind of irresistible. It's uh, soul coughing, Collective Soul. Yeah, it feels like we're really traveling back to that mid mid to late 90s. I M- love it. MTV, baby. It's a shame there's no FNT or Semisonic. <laughs> oh, Semisonic, yes. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they had any songs on MTV soundtracks, sadly. There you go, but it's not too late. 
<laughs> Pitch that movie, boys. Pitch that movie. Are these times contagious? I've never been this bored before. Is this the prize I've waited for? Nothing with me.